guys, it was it was the worst play in the history of the so NFL. So bad. <laughs> I had to do it. I had so to do it. So bad. Oh my gosh. Dude, some stuff happened oh. this weekend. We had we had some incredible moments and some what in the world was that in the playoffs moments. I mean, yeah. like that just shouldn't have happened. Cowboys delivering on back to back what in the world was that playoff moments. Oh, like, seriously. You gotta respect that on they, they just they're do good nothing at about as, the as they're as good many, at something, guys. As many what in the world moments as Dak Prescott has playoff wins. Yeah. And something <laughs> happened this week that has never happened in, I think in in the history of this program, okay? When because when he when this person mm. who is bad at predicting games, mm. very oh. I mean like horrendously bad, mm-hmm. historically just yeah, awful. Yeah. Um when he has done well, uh the other people that do predictions on this podcast have also done pretty well. Uh but this week He's all alone at the top. And, this person uh, is interesting. Who could it be? It, I, I wonder. I wonder who it is. Broken I wonder. Clocks, you know, let's right go break ago. down some games and let's talk about it. Welcome into uh, the divisional round podcast of Sportsify. Let's go, people. Welcome to Sportsify for January 27th with your hosts, Grant Hawker and Matt Novak. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. I'm your host, Matt Novak. Alongside me, as always, is Grant Hawker. What's up? And on the third mic is Jamison DeFore. Yo. We are just coming off a crazy weekend of football. I mean, well, let's be honest. Two good games. Two good games. Yeah. And mm-hmm. two didn't need to watch that. Uh, we're being really real about it. Yes, so. One I was a little surprised at, for sure, on the, on the uh, didn't need to watch that's. But uh, the other one, nah, I don't think we we're all that shocked at all. But I mean, that was brutal, though. We're gonna we'll get to it in a moment. Uh, we won't spend a ton of time there. But I want to talk right out of the gate. I don't normally plug to do stuff about my team right away. Uh, I try and save things for later. But the Niners Cowboys game was an absolute battle for four quarters. Mm-hmm. Definitely the game of the week. Um, Cowboys led in the first half. Niners uh, created a turnover interception off Dak, which we what? highlighted immensely last week was going to possibly Who be the thought? issue. And uh, and then the Niners turned that into three points and did not surrender the lead. There was another tie after that, but didn't surrender it to the end. Niners get the win 19 to 12. Uh, if I would have told you that there was only going to be one touchdown scored for each team in that game, would you believe that No, going no. into the week? No, 100%. I thought not. the I Niners were going to score 30 at least. I said 28. Like we were all around I, that I think 30 I said mark. 30. Yeah. 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 When I saw the final score, I saw like the ESPN thing on my phone um, on Sunday night. And for when I was like, for I was like, yes, Cowboys lost. Dang it. The Niners, that means the Niners continue. Um, but when I saw the score, I was like, that's it. Yeah. Like, like that was seriously it. And I'm like, so then I instantly texted and I was like, how did Brock Purdy play? Because I watched like the first like two or three drives of that game because then I had to go get ready for what I do on Sunday. wasn't super effective. That's why I was curious because yeah. I was like, when I saw the score, I'm like, man, I wonder, did he turn it over? Did he maybe have kind of the games people were kind of waiting for? But not really, but not, I mean, yes, yeah. and no, I mean, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into it in a little bit, but it was definitely a conservative play calling uh, throughout the game by by Shanahan, and I'll highlight that a little bit later in, in the episode here. But uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't ask Purdy to do a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't asking him to look for tight windows and make quick passes. It was 
part part of me wonders if that happened because they those first couple of drives, the Cowboys were getting at him. Oh yeah, they were no, like. It, he, they they dropped him twice in the first half, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them that was, I think it was for double digits. I mean, I think in the I mean, first like three plays, hit. they he was under pressure at least two of those first three. Yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I was like, oh man, they're really coming at him. I think Niners went three and out first. Uh, first mm-hmm. one, uh, Lawrence got a sack. Um, you know, and it was it was a lot of good pressure. I mean, we we knew that the the Dallas playmakers on defense uh, definitely had a shot at creating that pressure. Um, the Niners did a good job on Micah all, all, all night. Um, he did get pressures. I, I won't take that away from him. Uh, I'm not going to be a guy that just goes after him because he said a whole bunch of crud about my team last week and and uh, all but declared uh, imminent victory for the Cowboys. Um, actually, pretty much did. So uh, I mean, to be fair to him, if they had competent quarterback play on their side, wow. they held the There's Niners point to under 20 to points. They and did. that's as good as you can ask. That is, they, that is, that's absolutely so, fair. That's absolutely fair. I think we came we came in with the opinion, um, you know, that it was going to be one one offense needing to not make mistakes um, and another offense needing to continue the path that it was on, you know, and just do what it's been doing. And both defenses did a great job limiting the other. I, you know, I don't, don't want to take anything away from the Cowboys. They started doing well against Purdy. Um, the what inevitably gave the Niners success was the run game in the third quarter, a couple of passes and they, and the Niners were really good on third down. That was huge throughout the game. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, it was the run game that kept it moving, but we don't, again, don't want to take anything away from the defenses because 19 points against the Niners, uh, is fantastic. That's, that should get you a good shot at a W, um, if you're the opposing team and then 12 points, uh, by the Niners defense, uh, and I'll just highlight one specific player. Um, Warner had like the game of a lifetime, man. Mm-hmm. That cover play against CD up the middle, where he's literally standing two feet from the line of scrimmage and showing blitz, and then he just turns around and full-on runs, gets his arm up in, in front of what would have been a touchdown for the Cowboys um, and, uh, and creates a third and long uh, there. In, in the second half, like that was just absolutely amazing. But Warner was everywhere all night. Tackles behind the line of scrimmage, sideline to sideline. Everything that has been said about him all year long yep. just showed it in one game. Uh, also, that that uh, pick that we mentioned uh, earlier, right before the half, that was him off of Jimmy Ward deflection too. So it was an incredible defensive matchup. I was genuinely terrified the entire time as a 49er fan. Yeah, you should have been. Uh, felt real good when we scored that touchdown in the fourth quarter. I, um, uh, My son and I are celebrating. I was watching it. I, I, I think I said on the recording last week, but I had to I had to only watch the halftime and then record the second half Yeah, uh, because I had some stuff going on Sunday night. And so, oh, I was I was just terrified. My phone was off the whole time. And I was legitimately scared we were going to lose the Cowboys uh, as close as that game was. How but how bad would that have been for you? Devastating. I would have rather lost the Seahawks in round one. Yeah, I I understand when you, when you get a certain far like when you get far enough like you're like yeah. Well, it's also the Cowboys. It is the Cowboys. So like I think that there's a responsibility as the team playing the Cowboys to, to beat, beat the yeah, yeah to beat I the mean, Cowboys. With great power. And the Niners have a, have a history that, that goes to my childhood uh, against this team. And there is so much hate between these two squads. I mean, you can't watch a Niners-Cowboys game without seeing T.O. standing on the star, yeah. right? 
You can't you can't see uh, <clears throat> these games without the star in particular being a huge factor. Um, and you know, guys murdering each other, taking turns murdering each other on the star. Uh, it's been a big deal for a long time. I thought the Niners though uh, did a great job uh, not playing uh, to this overpassionate, hyped. You know, and caving into a lot of the emotions that, that came with that game. That was also a big win, um, I, I thought. Because there was a couple times where I was like, uh-oh, here it comes. Like, you know, Cowboys with a little extra effort on a tackle. Uh, Christian McCaffrey took a couple hits that were questionably late. Um, you know, uh, I think the Cowboys hit who they could hit to the echo of the whistle, if you will. Because I think if it would have touched Brock Purdy, it would have been over. Um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of history there. So you can't, you can't, dude. Like, you just, you can't lose to the Cowboys. You cannot let that happen. You can't let all that trash talk, because, dude, there was some bulletin board material coming from the Cowboys they last want, week. I mean, they yep. were saying, oh, they want the Diners. Like, we When want... Dak said that, I was like, oh, no. You don't, like, no. You don't say that. Well, like, e- even, even if you feel like you're the better team, which, let's be real, they did not think they're the better team. I I don't know how you could. I mean, the I cowboy, mean you, every, you may be drinking your own Kool-Aid. Yeah, but. every Cowboys fan I've met is delusional, so it's got to come from somewhere. It starts at the top. <laughs> yeah, the fish yeah. rots from the head down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's the purple like, Kool-Aid packets they like, hand you out you know, at the beginning of the year. You don't ever say that like in any sport for anything, like especially like when you put that out there because it just pisses off the other team. And, it, yeah. and you don't want to face, well, for one, you don't face Niners anyway because that defense is for real. That offense can, can, can cook. You don't say that. To give them a, like a fire underneath to, to light underneath them, like yeah. you just don't do that. Especially when you don't have the advantage anywhere. Anywhere, right? It's like you're That's, going on the road. Yeah. And now Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy have the same amount of playoff wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, but yes, they both won two games in the playoffs. I mean, the argument can be made that I mean, Dak Prescott has a larger sample size of being a a good quarterback, not great, but being a good. A good Quarterback yeah, nobody's calling him great after this week. No one's calling him. No, but he's <laughs> not even the Cowboys. He's like a B. He's, he's no, like they a, sold. They were about ready to sell him I mean, down the river. Parsons like sold him out too. Oh, yeah. immediately. The Cowboys social media team did. That was that was impressive. How quickly they threw him under the bus. Yeah. Like, Literally a year ago, they're saying that like he deserves this money and all the kind of stuff. But anyway, hey, quick take. Do you guys think a uh, friend of the show, Mike, uh, had a strong opinion? about the fact that Pollard went out in the first half. I uh, hope he gets better. Uh, it sounds like a broken leg and some other stuff. Um, but uh, he felt like if Pollard stays in the game, Cowboys had a real shot in the second half. I looked at those numbers, though. Pollard hit for 33 yards. I mean, there was a two catches, I believe, and rushing attempts in there uh, by half. I didn't feel like he was as big a deal. I know he had one good run, but like, I didn't think it was I, that huge. I think his presence gives them a, a chance because in the end there, they're throwing to Dalton Schultz, who has two kind of screw-ups, we'll say, on that last drive, not getting out of bounds properly with the clock uh, stoppage. They gave him the forward progress, so the clock keeps running there, yep. which, you know, shocker, Dallas having time management issues at the end of a football game. Oh, it was and then him not it's almost like his, we've been saying that. Yeah, and almost like <laughs> and then uh, not getting his second foot in bounds on another out route there where he just like one foot steps out of bounds, doesn't actually catch it. And yeah. it's like, what the heck, dude, you have a different guy out there like Tony Pollard. Not that he's going to eat up everything in that um, in that drive, but he just he's another tool that they just didn't have. Right. Um, and at a game this close, it might have been enough. I still don't think so. Personally, 
Yeah. Because uh, I think the Niners would have done the same thing. They would have made an adjustment at halftime. Sure. They would have did their stuff. They have more I think they still would have made, made a, a certain play call that I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's that not going to call- change like the fact that there are other issues with that team. Yeah, and it's coaching, I do think but it, 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 it's a it's a weapon that they have, and right. a, a really you good put weapon. More talent when, on the field in yeah. a close game. It. Makes I mean, a to be fair, to be fair to Mike in this sense, and I, I I know he's listening to the episode right now, but to to be fair to him, it's like if the Niners, in my opinion, didn't have Elijah Mitchell, like mm-hmm. he was key on that last drive, had that awesome first down, cut down the right side, got them all the way down the field. Um, I mean, and you know, and, totally, and to- yeah. totally. Tony Pollard is really explosive and fast. He is. I think last I year think he was better than Zeke. Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I don't. I don't. Th- I think this year team. showed it a hundred percent. Yeah. So he like, needs to stay healthy and on the field. But absolutely. but like I, I, I legitimately think. I mean, we saw it many times. Season he could have broke off for like a thirty-yard run right there, and that could have swung a game. Like sure, like they, they could have been on the field. They sure, lost and I by think seven. They I lost by seven, and, and maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. who knows? Maybe it puts them at like the twenty-yard line. Dak throws a a, a dart to C.D. Lamb and. There you go. It's tied uh, sure. 1919. Sure. No, I still I, think that I would have won the game, but I think it would have been a different game for sure. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I think maybe it changes the play calling because the mm-hmm. Niners did kick two field goals uh, inside 30 yards, one at 23, another one at 26 yards. Um, and again, very conservative second and third down play calling by the Niners. Not super Shanahan-esque. Uh, usually we're looking for the swing out or to get Debo outside uh, or to the outside one side or the other. And in especially once they get inside the twenty yard line into that red zone, uh, it's Debo, it's CMC, um, or it's usually Ayuk on a cross, something to that effect. But um, but yeah, he he elected to run the ball between the tackles quite a bit in those four opportunities, uh, specifically on those drives. And maybe yeah, that that does change, like you said, does change the play calling, does do something a little different. But yeah, I didn't think it was as big a factor uh, as it was noted. But we definitely, I mean, maybe oh, this would be a good transition to it. But I mean, he probably could have blocked Fred Warner better than Zeke did on that last play. I think anybody could have. Oh, my gosh. What the piss are you doing? Like, that was the dumbest idea of dumb ideas. For those of you I, that don't know. Oh, wow. This right here is why you do not pay running backs what you pay them <laughs> when you pay them early. Ah, yeah. Oh my gosh, this man needs to... Hey, it was a good snap. Zeke snaps the ball on that play. It was a good snap. Neat. (laughs) That's so neat. That's so cool. Guess what? Most times, the ball is snapped really good. Yeah, you know who snaps the ball really well? Your 300-pound center. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? You think he could have done a better job, huh? Yes. Probably. (laughs) Literally, anyone could have. Dude, Fred Warner read that. Like, oh my gosh, so perfectly. He's like, wait, me against Zeke? I I really think this. The Cowboys should cut Ezekiel Elliott. They're not going to because Jerry Jones is a moron. Yeah, that's fair. They're not going to because he likes to pay his guys. Congrats, man. Where's that gotcha? You're paying almost, (laughs) what is it, like 15 plus million dollars for this buffoon? They got to do what the Rams did. They're like, this golf thing is not working. We're just going to... Like he hasn't figured it out. He's on a twenty-eight year hiatus, about to be twenty-nine. I think you could probably, but anyway, I think he should be off team. You should pay Tony Pollard. I I don't disagree with that at all. Like like you, you could trade him to a team that like could definitely use running back help. mm -hmm. I still think Zeke could have some value, but he's not the Zeke Elliott he was. Like he just fell off like crazy. I mean, no, he absolutely has, and I think injuries clearly slowed him up uh, last year a little bit this year. But the dude doesn't have a burst. I mean, there's just nothing there. 
and he is not carrying people down the field the way he used to. His body has just taken way too many hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, he's not the biggest running back in the NFL. Uh, that's he that's never pretty was. obvious. And, and you know, that and, wasn't it. That wasn't who he was. And just making the point more so, though, that he's not the biggest guy. He's had a lot of injuries. Body's deteriorating a little quicker than maybe some other people. You know, I mean, King Henry's had his I- I- injuries, but the dude is a horse, like yeah. quite literally. So, yeah, he, you know, it's a little bit different toll on the body. And yeah, there's just, that burst is just non-existent at this point. Uh, it's, I wouldn't say he is a bad football player. Like his football IQ isn't bad, but he just doesn't have the physical tools anymore. But if you just shows. look, I'm looking at his stats right now. His his average, his like yards per attempt is just gone down every single year. Yep. It's, it's under four now, which is ranked 42nd hmm. in the league. For the season? For the season. Yeah. Yeah, and and you think about uh, high efficiency offenses like the Dolphins, who had two guys that were at or above five yards per carry, and uh, and he and he did that. He was at five point one, right? You know, four point seven, four and a half. We're talking four. years two and three, right? Uh, year one, yeah, one was uh, four point uh, was five point one. Then year two was four point one. Then he jumped up uh, to four point seven. Okay, this, yeah. uh, third year. Yeah, but I mean, the that's the. That's the run game now in the NFL is just the high efficiency. Like that's mm-hmm. the norm uh, for it's, so many. It's offenses. one of the most important. St- like it's it's no longer really yards yep. and touchdowns. It's because he had it's, he had, he had twelve touchdowns. A big deal. Like mm-hmm. yards. He had twelve carry. touchdowns. Yep. But yards. I mean, he's getting him at the three yard line and putting him in. Right. He was a red zone guy. I mean, he's kind of in that that Mark Ingram role right now, if you will, uh, comparatively to the Saints offense uh, when he as he was working with. Uh, Kamara, that which was a great two prong attack, and if they could figure that out, cool for them. But Pollard's got to get paid, and you're not going to pay two dudes. They also don't have Sean Payton calling their plays. Oh, there's that. His, well, I mean, they could, they probably should. They, if they were, uh, to do they are going to have Dan Quinn back to lead that defense, though. That announcement came out today. He is yeah. uh, not going to be taking a head coach job. Um, and we can get to a little bit of that later. I know we need to keep rolling through the games, but because uh, there's a Another job that did get decided, and I'm super excited for that guy because he flipping deserves it. Um, and I, I think it's a good fit too, so I'm excited about that. But uh, sorry, going back, I'm just going to yeah. highlight this for you. In the postseason, he had 22 attempts, for, 23 attempts for 53 yards. That is averaging 2.3 yards a carry. That's bad, kids. That's, That's really bad. bad. Well, the, you fall down and get that. What's that? You fall down and get about 2.3 yards. I mean, about well, if he stretches his arm, sure, he's a short guy, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, we want to get to the other good game of the week. Um, We R.I.P. to the Jaguar season. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Uh, It was fun while it lasted, and I got to give them credit; they were able to hang in there and at least make it a game uh, for sure. Um, But uh, Chiefs Jaguars, Mahomes ends up getting hurt in the first half. I was watching the game live when it happened. Um, the Jags, uh, right after he gets hurt, they get the ball back and then, uh, they're able to put an amazing punt down on the two yard line. And then Chad Henney career backup, Chad Henney, 37 going on 38 year old Chad Henney, um, who has made nearly $40 million in the NFL as a career we're, backup. We're in the wrong job. We're doing the wrong thing. I would love to be studying a playbook, making $40 million. I would love to know how many plays he has. Uh, um, I I know his I know what his taken? touchdown interception is. 
because they showed like that career? graphic. Yeah, oh, like his career. He's he's got sixty touchdowns, sixty three interceptions. But that's go. what happens when they just throw you at the end of games yeah. and they're like, "Hey, we don't care. Just go huck it. Have a good time." Um, but yeah, he uh, uh he drove the drove the Chiefs all the way down the field. I uh, connects with Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey gets his second touchdown of the game and uh, keeps them in it. While he's doing that, Mahomes goes to the locker room, gets treatment on his ankle. Uh, it was pretty nasty. Like uh, I don't forget which lineman fell on him, but one of the Jags fell on him, and you can see his ankle just buckle. Uh, ends up being a high ankle sprain, which for most human beings means six to eight weeks off. For Patrick Mahomes, it meant a quarter and halftime, and that was it. And uh, and actually, he came back before half. Uh, he was just handing the ball off pretty much yeah. uh, to get him into halftime. But uh, came back out, tried to keep it loose the whole time, finished the game. Chiefs end up winning. Jags did put up a fight uh, in the second half and then scored a late field goal, tried to get the onside, but ends up being 27 to 20. And uh, again, credit to the Jags. Uh, Chiefs definitely beat plenty of teams worse than that this year. And it was super fun while it lasted. So. To me, they kind of feel like the Bengals of last year. Yeah, obviously they didn't make it to the Super Bowl like the Bengals did. But watching that Bengals team last year, I was kind of like, okay, this team is like a year away. Like they're kind of ahead of schedule right now. Yeah, That's kind of how I felt about the Jags. It's like you got up to this point, but you're kind of a year away from being able to fight in that weight class just right. yet. Right, right. So obvious issues you got to fix. Yeah. So get another offseason retool where you have to retool. Um, obviously another full off season of Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson doing their thing. Yeah. Um, and now we know that they kind of have some weapons too, and they might be like, we got something here. Let's spend some money. Jags, Jags need well, to get I mean, better in the trenches. Lot, they spent a lot of money last year. Like right. they're, they're not yeah. afraid to do that. No. And, and obviously on the one in right position places. player that we, we make fun of a lot, um, who had a great, great postseason. Uh, yeah. okay. Christian Kirk played very well towards the end of the year, played, played well in the postseason. Overall, take the, the name off of the jersey and just say we're paying a, a wide receiver one this amount of dollars. Here's yep. what they did. And be like, great. In 2022. Cool. And he did it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and, and yeah, he did come up with what amounted to WR1 numbers and, yep. and was, if you're looking at the market, ish worth the investment. I would yep. still say that's a $14 million, $13 million receiver. So they slightly overpay for somebody, but whatever. Their cap hit wasn't 18 mil. You kind of have to now. Yeah, that's fair. Especially if you want them to go play in Jacksonville. It's like what the Blazers have to do in Portland. You got to overpay to get guys there. Or you got to trade for them, which, you know, they do that all the time. But, um, yeah, and I'll let you mention that later. I know know that Jameson is itching to say uh, something about this thing that may have happened last night in regards to basketball. Um, Oh, yeah, you mean the most efficient 60-point game in NBA history? I'm, yeah, okay, fine. Just say it out loud. It was incredible, though. Um, But the the takeaway, well, one takeaway that I loved in this game, by the way, Tony Romo, uh, when Kelsey scored that touchdown (laughs) uh, that Henny threw him, he literally says out loud, he goes, you might, you might want to cover Travis Kelsey. I'm just saying you might want to cover him. Well, and I like, I was like, dude, so like it was so brutal to hear the way he said it years now. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Jameson and I now follow each other on Twitter. We do. And oh, that's so adorable. That's a, that's a milestone in our friendship. <laughs> yeah. But I will say he also put out a tweet about Travis Kelsey that I saw. And I, I did. didn't necessarily disagree. It said no disrespect to Gronk. To Gonzalez, Gates, I don't know whoever you. Yeah. Oh, there. he's dropping it. 
Goat? Kelsey, but Kelsey might be the goat. But he may be the greatest to ever do it. Seven 1,000-yard seasons in a row. 12 touchdowns this year is the most touchdowns he's ever had. He's getting those postseason accolades, too. Mm-hmm. And he's already close to passing Gronk in a few of those. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and honestly, we did not think at the time that Gronk said he was going to retire the first time that we would probably see anybody with those kind of postseason numbers. And then the dude for three years in a row, Kelsey, has been, here. Has yeah. been dropping them in. I mean, dear Lord. I mean, it, it helps that Mahomes sees red all the time with him. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just I one mean, it's guy. Brady and Gronk. Like, that's the reason why Gronk is yeah. up there. He's obviously great. Oh, but for sure. in the postseason, deep into the postseason every season. Yeah. Right. With a fantastic quarterback, you're just going to yeah. be the beneficiary. I'm, but he, he put it out there, and I'm like, and I literally, I think in my head, I'm like, where's the lie? Like, yeah. I... I yeah, the, the conversation argue, the argue, needs to be had. Yeah. He's nine. He's nine and years he's still in. Playing, he's going to run these up a little bit. I think yeah. he is nine mm-hmm. years in, and I think he's at ten. It's at, uh, yeah, I think he's at ten five, ten seven in terms of total yards. Uh, his touchdown numbers. I, th- yeah, I know he's approaching top five all time. I mean, this regular season for him, especially or from is like a in touchdown perspective, was almost like a second prime. Where it's like is Travis Kelsey going to fall off a little bit. Yeah, and then this season nope. he's like, no, actually, because uh, Tyreek's not here. Second so most yards okay. of his career. Pick up the third slack here. Third in catches this season. In the in the league. In the league, third in catches. Yeah. Eighth in yards with almost fourteen hundred. Yeah. Second in the league in touchdowns with twelve. Yeah. Tight end guys. I, yeah. This is a tight end. No, he is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The dude. And I'm pretty free. sure was it two years ago he led the league in receiving yards. It, it was some uh, stupid. He had that 14, 14, 60 or something like that. I mean, it was a low know, year for we receivers. Know it wasn't but last yeah. year, that's for sure. Yeah, it wasn't. But I mean, seriously, like the argument can be made if he retired now. Like you, I, I don't disagree that when he's done, I, I think it's a when he's done conversation. Oh, we, sure. We're yeah. always quick to crown, and I know, like that's what Romo, part of Romo's job is. He's got to put stuff out there, but it's leaning that direction for sure. Like it is. And when you think about the guys that he's going to overtake, Antonio Gates and touchdowns, who one of my favorite people to watch play football, like ever. Like uh, Antonio Gates in the red zone. Basketball player just oh getting on the post. Yeah. Barbecue chicken. I mean, I, would you rather, like right now, I will, and I'll, put, I'll give you three names for red zone. Would you rather have him, Antonio Gates, Gronk, or Kelsey? On third down, got to have it. In the red zone. In the red zone. I think I might take because Gronk. those are, in my mind, at that position, those are the three best targets of all time. Yeah, I, I might go Gronk for the size. Honestly, to, to me, it really just depends on like what kind of offense do I have. Because if we're just like doing oh, a lot of motion okay. stuff, then I'm going to just pick Kelsey because he can find yeah. the space. Yeah, but that's if it's fair. like, but I, I just but, need somebody but huge a red to zone, man but up. A red zone, like a short, a short thing, like a big body. Like yeah. Gronk is bigger. Than him, he's not faster. But if it's yeah, yeah if it's like, like I'm doing, not gonna throw a fade to Travis Kelsey necessarily, but I would throw a fade to like Antonio Gates. Because if we're going, yeah. if we're going smarts in order, it's clearly Kelsey Gates Gronk. Everybody knows Gronk's <laughs> yes. the dumbest yeah. guy that ever played football, yes. possibly. Um, but if we're going and if we're going size, Gronk clearly wins mm-hmm. amongst the three. Mm-hmm. Speed um, is Kelsey. Speed is Kelsey. That's fair, especially if you're talking acceleration. Because yeah. he is quick for yeah. his. No, size. like, like if I need, if I need, like, I mean, we saw it in the playoffs last year. Like, mm. I need to go down the field and get fifty yards. Oh, I want taking Kelsey. I have thirteen seconds to get a field goal. I'm taking yeah. Kelsey. But to be fair, out of the three of them, the best hands was Gates. Yeah, which is why yeah. I'm saying like I would throw a fade to Gates probably. Okay, okay. 
And, and I was it, just it take, all de- you're right. It depends on the quarterback yeah. here. I mean, let, let's just with their respective let, quarterbacks. No, 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 no. Let's let's give them one that's not theirs. Who can th- make all the throws? Let's let's give them Peyton. Okay. Let's give him Peyton, and you got to get it. You're on the 15. Okay, and it's Peyton with one of those guys. Peyton would probably want Pey- to throw it to like Gronk. No, or- Peyton wants Dallas Clark in this conversation. Play. Let's be honest, but he probably wants to throw it to like Dallas a Gronk Clark. Antonio Gates type, just because. Yeah, he if wants you the remove height. them from like the offensive situation, they just have like a better build. Yeah, mm-hmm. or just throw me the ball. I'm bigger than everybody. But if it's like, oh man, anything else, just flag to the corner, Gates over the shoulder. That's yeah. that's what I want. Flag to the corner, gates over the shoulder. I always like. Perfect. I mean, I'm I'm a sucker because I I'm a basketball guy too. But there's something about like the basketball players feel like yep. in just jump ball moments. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you don't always get with well, everybody. I mean, Gates so. with with his toes. I mean, as big as he was, that dude was a ballerina in the end yeah. zone. I mean, and towards the sideline. But I don't think you can go wrong. You're, yeah, you I mean come on? Yeah. You're getting. I, yeah, I know. I'm arguably I'm the three fun best of all it, time. But like, oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, I now I just want to go watch some highlight videos. Um, but genuinely, I think Romo's right to throw it out there, man. Because when I was looking through stats preparing for tonight, and like I'm looking at the reality of what uh, Travis Kelsey is, I mean, the dude is a full-on wrecking ball. And it's hard to argue. It really is hard to argue that he wouldn't be in that top consideration for his position. So, I mean, the guy could legitimately... End up with the most receptions. I think he's going to be really close on touchdowns. I want to say that no matter what. And you look at total yards. Yeah, he has got to be there in the postseason. He has a he has almost he almost mimics his season he had this year in postseason. In terms of in in terms of like yards per game, yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, he's catches. got fourteen hundred yards, twelve catches last week, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's literally at fourteen hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns in the postseason in his postseason. Oh. And considering that he's been in the postseason, I'm going to say six times. Let me look right here. Probably. Oh, wait. Re-let, let me give me a second. I can't remember uh, postseason stuff. But I know they had postseason before Mahomes, obviously. Yeah. But I don't remember how many of those he was a part of. Is, is Andy Reid just. He's been, he's been Andy, the, eight out of the nine years? Andy so, Reid is a top five all time coach. From, from on. 2015 on. Okay. I did not realize it was eight. wow. I mean, some Alex Smith years in there. Yeah, I was. I was, well. I was just. I was basically just throwing in all of the Mahomes time, for, you know, and and assuming that there had to be a little extra. Obviously, obviously. looks like. I mean, but it it really didn't tick up till 2018 because he had Patrick Mahomes. Well, yeah, that's when he had Patrick Mahomes, but he had like he had like a he had like a 60 yards, 70 yards, and two of these seasons. So like a game, it looks like. Well, we're gonna come back to him in a moment when we talk about you know, this upcoming games, but I, I think that he, and he's going to factor heavily into this next game. And if they should win clearly, uh, obviously a Super Bowl discussion too. So we'll, we'll get back into some more stuff on Kelsey, but dang, it is impressive to see what he's doing right now. I'm um, just hitting the, the loser games. Uh, what the crud were the bills doing? You're at home and you scored 10 points. Did they not look at the weather report? Did they not know that it was going to snow in Buffalo in January? Like, what the crud? It snows in May there. (laughs) Like, that's what it feels like. I mean, come on. You're probably not wrong. I mean, I grew up in a place where it snowed sometimes in the summer, so. Yeah. That was bad, dude. They didn't show up. Again. Again. 
We've had this conversation. Here comes the Josh Allen hate. No, it's not Josh, no, it's not Josh I, Allen. Oh, oh, oh. It, it, it's a, this team isn't constructed in a way that is beneficial for in on all sides because it, it it's a, a, too much of a reliance on him. Yeah. That's not hate. That's not hate at all. He's incredible. If I could pick like one dude to like rely on, it'd probably be either the th- the three that Mahomes, Allen, or Burrow. Like, but but yep. the other teams there, there's better rosters surrounding sur- surrounding the uh, the Bengals and the, the Chiefs. And again, we get caught up in this. Oh, the Bengals have been so close, so they're the favorite. They get so close every time. Yeah, they they, they have a great wide receiver. They have some great wide receivers. Dawson Knox can play. They probably need to upgrade a tight end. Their running back their running back thing is a huge problem. Yeah, huge, 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 huge problem. They were them. hoping a little too much with Cook, I think. Yeah. I, I was, I was looking at it. I mean, you hear the hype around that pick. And you're like, oh, this guy's going to get some touches, going to get some yards. He did, he did make a couple plays in this game. Like, but because, he has not been because what of they how needed. they're constructed. Whatever pick they're going to have, like twenty second or third or somewhere, and and that twenty fourth maybe. It's yeah. going to be somewhere in there because the Seahawks have twenty. Yeah. So they're. I think regular season roster. I, I, I know everybody says there. it, but because of how this roster is constructed, they have a window open. Draft a running back with that pick. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Like, I know you like, oh, don't draft from the first round. When you're this team and you have pretty much everything else, draft running back. Well, but I mean, in the 20s is when you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they drafted Najee 22nd. The Steelers did a couple years ago. There's this other guy from Alabama they might want to think about. But like, Um, draft a running back. Yeah. Get the guy. Get the running back of this draft. Get it done. Their whole line's good. Their wide receivers are good. That is their weak point on this roster. This it roster, the it's, it's the, the weakest. But there, you also got to consider that offensive line. It has to play better than that. Oh, it does. Because Allen, Allen, while he is used to running for his life and making plays, it, I you could see that the Bengals were committed to seven in the box at all times, knowing that they could get that pressure and then come after him. And this, they basically just moved those linebackers around and held him back. We've That's seen what they it, did. In, in, and I think really this year, how important O line is. Because we've seen quarterback play dip this year. Yeah. Quarterbacks have not been good. These defensive lines have won, like, taken over games. They've been the reason that we've seen less offense. We've seen the least fantasy points ever in the last, I don't know, 10-plus years. This is the least amount of points that have been scored in the second half of the NFL in a decade and a half. Yeah. so 15, Second half, half of games in the NFL. 15 yeah. years. It's the, it, even if you look at the Bengals, like, they, they got so close. I mean, Joe Burrow overcame so much with his O-line, but there was a limit. Yeah. Josh Allen overcame so much with his O line, but he hit the, he hit the limit, and it was this Bell's this Bell's Bengals defense. You got to you got to invest in the in the trenches and the non sexy parts of this league. Yeah, and it's and not that, it's not sexy to go draft O line. It's and, not. And, and to be, I want to be fair about a couple little things. Obviously, the Bills invested heavily on the defensive line, and you lost you lost mm-hmm. your dude uh, to a knee injury in Vaughn mm-hmm. Miller. Um, I want to be fair about they that aspect Greg because Rousseau. they did get beat. They did get yeah. yes, absolutely. And he he he's coming up like they they they've done it. Yeah, I think I think they have the young pieces. They have the veteran pieces. That secondary needs to stay healthy for a season. Sure, two years now. Yep, that was they've no, lost Michael totally Hyde fair. or they've lost my uh, White, like and Poyer. Yep. Like they've and, all yeah, been, I was gonna say Poyer's missed they've time. They've all been Trinidad's like circulating all last year. Out. I mean that secondary. If you look at them, like that secondary should just be elite. Absolutely, just not, just not staying they got healthy. the dudes. They just aren't on the field at the same time. But we also need to give credit. To the incredible play calling by the Bengals. Because Dude, Joe Burrow got plan. the ball out in, like, literally, he was averaging 2.3 on his release on passes. Dude. Joe Mixon, which we 
which I highlighted in oh so many times last week. I said it. You gotta have a hundred yards, and the dude went and got his first hundred yard game. I think it was since uh, December. No, no, I'm gonna I want to kick back. It was in November. He He hadn't gotten more than fifty yards in since the middle of November. He had a hundred since his insane game with fifty plus fantasy points. And and he, but he hadn't been hot over fifty yards since the middle of November. Like, and I and I said. He's got to have that game. He has to have the game now. And the dude went for 105. Uh, I believe he's right around 20 carries. Uh, had a little extra with a couple, uh, with a, a two catches, but like got his touchdown. And genuinely, they did a an incredible job. Everything was quick snap, quick well go, enough. quick, 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 quick. Mm-hmm. Well, what they were doing was brilliant. They went motion all the time, and so what they were doing was pulling. Uh, they were pulling a guard, pulling a center, pulling a tackle, and there was clearly three guys running in front of Joe, even if he was going up the middle. Okay? Guess what? Next week, those guys are going to be back that they missed. There is at least, uh, one, it, looks, uh, it looks like one for sure. Yeah. I, uh, Cap, uh, Kappa didn't uh, practice today. Jonah Williams also did not he did practice not? Okay. today. So Jonah Williams is the one they're more hopeful on. Uh, they're talking a limit, uh, limited practice probably tomorrow for him. But still, uh, they're, they're, they're now great. getting a little yeah. healthier. They're able to get that game. Yeah. Get past his game with uh, some injuries there. Yep. But that uh, was, I mean, it was just brilliant play calling. Zach Taylor did a heck of a job. Yeah. There's a lot team. of people that know Zach Taylor an apology. Yeah. I think. I don't know if we're one of them. I, I think we, we questioned we, we, we a lot que- last year. Yeah. Like, we had there, any, he we showed had, a lot last year. So there I are shut up that on that one. Legitimately would say that the Bengals are kind of winning despite uh, I think like we his even said something job. like that because we, I mean, now we kind of had Staley and Taylor in the same like coming into the season been yeah. like they seem they got something yeah. but there's something that they seem to not have also like well, they like they could be good mm-hmm. coaches they're not great and Staley we may I think we're there with mm-hmm. but with Zach Taylor he's definitely think, seems to be there I guy. think going through the playoffs and seeing what they had and having another offseason with that team and then kind of even struggling to start the season and seeing how they adjusted and ended 12 and 12 and 5 or whatever they ended the yeah. season with yeah uh, rattle off a big winning streak in there too. I think mm-hmm. kind of towards the end of the season. So he definitely deserves. Joe the Burrow hasn't there. lost since Halloween, I believe. Joe Burrow since that mm-hmm. pummeling of the since the Browns pummeled second him. longest streak in the NFL right now mm-hmm. behind the Niners. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. My stat of the week is actually from this game as well. Oh, let's go. Kind of an interesting one. Uh, we'll see if maybe this curse Ooh. can be broken. While you're while you're looking it up really quick, I will say uh, when we did our very first preview for this podcast. Uh, we were as we were going through the AFC. Joe Burrow's coming off his knee injury, and what we what we were saying out loud was, "Is is Zach Taylor? I mean, he's not going to get a pass after this year because they sucked without Joe Burrow in the lineup. Like they were abysmal." And we're like, "I think we're going to find out exactly what he is right now." And that dude overcame. Are saying last sat- year? You're not, yes, you're not, we were saying that. Year? No, no, not coming into this year. I think but our very said. first podcast episode, we were talking about that. We we're yep. like, we we know that uh, that you get a pass when your quarterback gets hurt. Like you get one. Yeah. And and he deserved one, but they hadn't done anything to that point other than just draft Joe Burrow. And so uh, and we were like, we'll and, see what he is. And yeah. then we'd be clowning him hard for the Jamar Chase draft. We a hundred percent were anti Jamar Chase. I will take that one on the chin. Uh, on behalf of our podcast, yeah. I made fun of Jamar Chase we a whole did. lot. We both did. Yeah, but to be fair. Well, because this was a whole like, 
what side does Panay Sewell like? I'm on, the like, one that wrote that script. So I yeah. mean, like I, I did. <laughs> it was me. You jumped on the train. You jumped oh, on the yeah. train. But Most to be fair, did. when we when we were watching him in the preseason, he was god awful. Well, because not only he couldn't that, catch the ball. but they released like their new uniforms, and you could see the massive scar on Joe Burrow's leg <laughs> yeah, from 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 the surgery. So and we're like, <laughs> it's just like injury. right there. And we're like, like this hey, is the reminder. This hey, is what guys, happens might when wanna you just there's one guy on the team. Probably want to shoot just the other leg in front, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we spent, you know, a long time clowning. We did, we did clown them pretty hard. But, I mean, Zach Taylor, we, we knew he was getting that pass, and the dude has definitely earned his way into yeah, consideration for, sure. for one of the, the better coaches in the league oh, right yeah. now. And that's two times he's made it into uh, the AFC Championship game, back-to-back years, possibly going to the Super Bowl twice in a row. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm with a not stuff. great offensive line, I, I the first year at all, one of the, I mean, worst, I think it was the worst 30th, offensive line to it, make it into the uh, Super Bowl. It was, um, it was 30th, 31st, or 32nd in the league. Yeah, I, was, I think you're right. I was thinking it was 30th. Mm-hmm. But, but genuinely, I mean, and that nine sack horrific, dear Lord, near execution of Joe Burrow. Um, He still got in there. So I just, I wanted to highlight that just because I thought that was important. Like we did, we did ask the big question. I know a lot of people clowned him last year, but uh, dude deserves all the respect and everybody needs to shut the heck up about it. Definitely. So, so question for you guys for my stat of the week to kind of play into it. Mm. Um, You guys know how many years Josh Allen's been in the league? He drafted in 2018. 18. Five years, right? He's okay, played his yeah. fifth full season. Yeah, yeah. And Sean McDermott's been the coach that whole time, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. He's been there longer than five years. Um, every coach slash quarterback that has won a Super Bowl together has won it within their first five years together. Oh, dang it! If they haven't won a Super Bowl together as a coach quarterback combo within that first five years, they Hold don't up. win a Super Bowl. That is crazy. Hold up. Okay, so let's... You got to break up after the fifth year no matter what. That's like the rule. Wait, but what about... No, because Peyton Manning went with the Broncos in his third, third well, year. Yeah, it, w- it would be like obviously a new coach comes in and yeah. or they move teams. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, that kind of resets the meter. It. But like for McDermott and Josh Allen, they if they were to win a Super Bowl after this year, Flacco season, and Harbaugh? So- yeah. They don't know they did. No, they they, they was, won a Super Bowl. He, yeah, he was no, on no, his no, rookie. No, no, he, Flacco was on his. I didn't. Yeah, he was on his rookie. Yeah. He was on his rookie. Wilson won it in his second year with the Seahawks. So then it was, I mean, Brady and Belichick. I'm just, I'm just going from like. Did Eli like win it with this? It was the same coach both times. Coughlin both times. And he wanted his second year in his sixth. Yeah, year? as long as you win one within like oh, the his, first that would have been his. Fi- yeah, that would have been yeah. their fifth year to get. Holy cow! So basically. Yeah, this is blowing our minds right now, people. Unless they make a change somewhere, those two guys so will have so to break the curse so you're, to win so you're a Super saying, Bowl. So you're saying that either McDermott has to go or Josh Allen. Are, are, Wait, no, no, no. Well, are Josh we Allen, saying goodbye not, to Lamar? I, I'm not saying they have to go. I'm just saying... It's never happened. It's never happened. So well, if they were to do it, yeah. they would be the first one. That's but just usually the, where it's like... But this Lamar's 2018. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, same thing there, too. They have obviously not won He's a Super done. Bowl. I mean, it's over. Just break so, up now. And some of that just Which is, I'm kind of rooting for anyway. But. You know, that statistic is partially the result of, like, rookie McCarthy contracts. and Rodgers? You're telling me that Justin Herbert... Yeah. Well, that's fair. Never mind. That one's Yeah, fair. so he's got, like, a couple of years left. And then if they... I mean, I don't think Staley's going to survive a couple of years. No. At Bur- this rate. Bur- Burrow is, is, has some time. Yeah. So oh, it's my just, gosh. It, it's yeah. basically... 
And, and obviously, like, there are quarterbacks that won it later in their career, Guys, but it sure. was within the five years of them being paired up with this whatever This is coach in the had. history of the NFL. Now, yeah. okay, okay, but this is with them being the starter, too, because we have to consider Rodgers and well, Steve yeah, Young. Yeah. They're obviously not playing, so that doesn't... Yeah. It, it's when you are okay. your starting quarterback yep. okay. and you are the okay, head okay. coach in that first five years together, if you don't win a Super Bowl, you as a tandem have not won a Super Bowl historically. Dear NFL GMs. We have some information for you. <laughs> you can just uh, sign into five-year deals, and then yeah. if, and if they got nothing, dump them. Yeah. But to be fair here, to be fair, I mean, in you know, and and if we're going to talk likely and unlikely things in the same podcast, the 49ers right now have a quarterback who's drafted with the last pick in the NFL, who's doing things that no one has ever done. Also, so I mean, stuff is meant to be broken. Um, and I'm not, and I don't think any of us are going to sit here and say Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson couldn't do it. Oh, they could oh, yeah. either. No, no. I mean, we're not going to say and that. I think we're rooting that they do at some I, point. I, well, and, yes. I mean, if our teams not, aren't, you know, if yes. our teams are not the option, then absolutely, I would have no problem with Josh Allen winning one. I love Sean McDermott. Also, although I gotta say, the lack of creativity in that game uh, made a lot of people so question that man. It's, and it's, it's almost it's almost like when a defensive coach loses their really good OC that they suck. That there may be some <laughs> some lack of creativity or style or it's even substance. So well, that and even Josh Allen's just like, I'm not gonna check it down. I'm just gonna throw another bomb and see what happens. Yeah, and sometimes nice. it pays off really well. Diggs out there somewhere. He's just Dave's out there the ball. somewhere. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, man, I was just really surprised at that game, though. That was that was uh, that was just such a disappointment. I the but, do, I, do you want to know what the great thing about that game? Oh, sure. Made me four for four. This I got all the you games are, right. We're gonna get to that in the moment. You freaking you're no. I'm saying it now. You're burning it. You're burning I'm, predictions. I'm, no, I'm not burning it. I'm saying it now. It's a whole segment, man. You're burning the segment. But guess what? We'll talk about it later too. You know what? Congratulations. You picked one underdog to win a football game. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and also, uh, no, I always pick underdogs. We're talking about this is this is only Grant's yeah, the only second time. Only getting, one of the underdogs this week. Hey, won. this is only Grant's second time ever getting <laughs> getting all the games right. You got the Wendy's four for four. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I go for? Did I go zero for four one time? Yes. I'm not I, I don't know. Yes, if anybody has, it's me. You, yeah. I don't have that history. Uh, in my brain. Jameson, Jameson has a a one for five on his record, which was pretty brutal. Uh, that was earlier this year. Uh, that was, that was early. That you had a, you had a slow start. Uh, that's probably when uh, I was still picking the Rams. Remember? Or do you, yeah. <laughs> do you, well, do you guys remember? Like, okay, because I had. Oh, I, had one, a I think one of them lead. was like the Ravens blew that lead to the Dolphins. Yeah, and, like that week. I think. Bing. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Jameson had a one for five. Grant did have an zero for four. Let's so, go. um, so he's making up well, for hey, it. Hey, guess right now, what? We both we both got four wrong. The together. the one that nobody got wrong. Oh, do, wait did did you pick the Giants? I yeah, that was. Oh my, my gosh, that was I, my was, I was pick of the that's week. Right, it obviously didn't turn out. I didn't. Because so, okay. I made a big deal out of that last week. I was like, oh, no, he's going to do it. We saw that this stupid look on his face. for the content, but you know, I thought there was a chance. Such a fascinating <laughs> thing that we do with sports. One team who we know like, like, is, is good but not great. Like, like the Giants were a good team this year. Yeah. They, they, they won more games than they lost. They won some games that they shouldn't have. Like, and like, they won them handily. But when they won against the Vikings, everybody like now is like, well, we're going to forget about the Eagles who went, you know, 14 and three. And like, I saw so many people picking the Giants to win this game. I think my concern is just 
at this time of the year. Sure. It's such a hot and, and cold like, thing. And the right. Giants were close to beating them like, you know, two, like the and last then game was, of the season. And it was the same thing that we're going to end up having this week when we talk uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals. I was like, okay, well, how healthy or unhealthy is Jalen Hurts? And I was yeah. like, if these things aren't what they well, like, maybe should be, then there leaves a window open. Turns like, out they come out and play It's so weird, football. like the, the recency so. bias that we have because we haven't seen the Eagles a couple weeks because they had the bye week. We did see the Giants. They beat the Vikings, who, let's be real, a lot of people, a lot of teams could beat the Vikings because they're frauds. Frauds. Yes. Fraud, fraud alert. Excuse me. But like, it's so fascinating. Everybody's like, oh, the Giants might win this game. Like, the Eagles are still the Eagles that won 14 games this year and have arguably one of the best defenses in the league, like one of the best mm-hmm. rosters, like overall rosters in this league. Like, they're, they're, they're two if they're not one. Like, yeah. you know, like they're, they're easily like the, the, the top two that are left in this playoffs race. And so that was just fascinating to me. I saw a lot of people picking the Giants because they won. Everybody was high on the Giants. And I was like, this is still the Eagles. Like, like they have a better quarterback. They have a better run game. Maybe not a better running back, but a better yeah, run game. They three rushing touchdowns from They have a better run game. They got a this week. way better O-line. Yep. They got a better D-line. Like, they, they literally were better on every single level. In every position group, they were way better than the Giants. And it was just, it was just interesting to me that we always do that where – an underdog team, they win. Then everybody's like, oh, let's not count them out. And I granted that's fair. The Bengals did that last year, but that yeah. was just fascinating to me. Eagles were a way better team, and that was very evident. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I mean, they Giants just didn't show up. Like, straight up didn't do it. They got kicked um, in the mouth. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think, you know, Grant and I were both pretty staunch supporters of the, the Eagles winning this game just outright. Um, you know, and I think... Clearly, it's been discussed. It's so hard to beat a team three times in one season. Yeah. That whole deal. Um, that's kind of been proven wrong this year. I mean, Niners did it and the two Eagles teams did have it. now done it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, when that's like never happened. Right. And it, it, and genuinely, like we we could have seen this game being closer, but sure. we definitely felt good about the Eagles. Um, you know, and going into this week, uh, we're going to talk about it in, in, a, in a little bit. Um, I think the Eagles have just reminded us of what they can do. If given the opportunity and healthy, they can do some stuff. It appears uh, that they are. It, it appears that they are. Hertz didn't have to do a lot, obviously, in that game. So, And I think that's going to get tested. We'll talk about it here in just a moment. I don't even moment. know if that's necessarily wrong because Brock Purdy doesn't have to do a whole lot. Well, let's take a break on it. We're okay. going to get there in a moment. Okay. Let's okay. go to the predictions because Grant started us into that a moment ago. Grant did go uh, four for four. That's right. That's right. Um, I went three Put for on four. Your calendars. And uh, James, got you, two. you got two for four. That's what I thought. Yeah. So um, I got, um, took Kansas City. I almost guessed the score on that game, by the way. I was 28 21. So I was two points off uh, the 27 20 final. I took the Eagles 31 20. That was obviously a bigger deficit than we thought um, the actual was. I did take the Bills 27-24. Um, so, I, hey, I guessed how many points the Bengals were going to score, guys. You did get it. I nailed it. You did get it. Um, and then I had a bigger win for the, the Niners. Every, the, all of us did. Over the Cowboys. I I mean, I picked a blowout. So, I, I was a 30-10 to 10 on that game. Um, I thought the Niners would just blow them out of the water. Again, it wasn't for the conservative play call. And the Niners get the extra, or you get those two touchdowns that end up being short field goals. It makes it about, a, I think it was a 27 uh, to 12 game, which pretty close to what I picked. But um, nonetheless, uh, I had a good week. Grant had a great week. Yeah, I did. Jameson's a little, got a little work to do now. He, you know what? These last three really count. 
you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take and Michael i was Scott. I was going for the uh, the underdogs this week, and, uh, and you went full Russell Westbrook. Is that yeah. What you're saying? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of Russell Westbrook, you know what's funny? He's what terrible funny? at basketball. Um, I hate watching. Justin that Jefferson got uh, on the MVP ballot, mm-hmm. which means he has more MVP votes than Russell has had. Wilson? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's funny, See, and I didn't realize that. But I that was, means also okay. this, that means that Cooper Cup also has more MVP votes. I was hoping for this, and this is me being petty. When they announced that they were doing like the the the, the, the top five, like doing it that way, and like you like vote, you know, on a a, a bunch of player like you, that. Whole you deal. rank everybody one through you, five. You rank everybody one you, through five. Yeah. And when Gino when Gino Smith was playing the way he was playing the start season, I'm like, like he was playing at an MVP, like he could be in that yeah. top five. I was like, Gino Smith is going to get an MVP vote before <laughs> Russell. <Olsen. laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been so funny. I mean. And if he hadn't like fallen off like he did a little bit towards yeah. the end of the season, I wish it was just a thing now for CX quarterbacks. But not that, that being said, that would have been so funny. That and the, the pettiness would have been just beautiful and poetic. That would have that would have been absolutely incredible. We're gonna do so next week, uh we're gonna do a recap of what happens in these games. And then and, and then we obviously don't have a Super Bowl to look forward to because we're gonna have a Sunday off. Um, Pro so Bowl we games. are going to be we are not going to be talking about Pro Bowl games <laughs> Yay, but my I mean, we but are going to be doing games are better than actual game we say. are going to be yeah. doing awards next week uh, so we uh, we will uh, most we'll of those be, are out Wait, no they're all out now the, the candidates are candidates out candidates are out so yeah. we're going to pick ours and then I am going to be bring a guessing wheel and we're going to let the wheel try and guess who wins I think we feel real confident about a couple of them wait, wait, so obviously like we each three have ours and the guessing wheel has its own it's, so it's guessing gonna be four? Wheel, yeah it'll be four to go we'll see okay. if we can beat the wheel that'll I be the game next guessing week wheel, I'm just retiring yeah uh, well especially in the with NFL awards I feel like they're pretty a couple of them pretty obvious we'll get into mm-hmm. it next yeah. week for sure but right now we're going to go into burning questions we're looking forward to the two games that are going on this week we're going to start with the AFC um, as we go towards that championship game, I'm that's going to be the late game uh, here. I'm super stoked about that because I get so to watch all of the nine I'm, games. I'm, what I'm really excited about is that these are the four best teams in the league. Yes. Yeah. Like a lot of times, like, like you get a freak win. Like yeah. last year we were yeah. like the Bengals are they're here. Still, they're still here. What are the Niners the doing? The Bills kind of bamboozled us. Yeah. Yes. But it's actually the Bengals. What, like what were the Niners doing in the NFC championship game last year? Yeah. Like, they this just kind of made it. Yeah. They figured it out how which, to get there. But like these are the, these are the four best rosters. Yes. It absolutely is. And so that's is. super exciting for me. Both and, these games are exciting. They're, to, to my opinion, they're both kind of toss ups. The matchups like, are really. I, I agree. Like play style wise, matchup wise, it's like this is, I, per, this is awesome. I love it. I'm I'm, so I'm super for it. We we called out. We really did. I I identify three out of these four teams. We all agreed that the Eagles had one of the best rosters in the league. We knew what the Niners were. CMC obviously changed that uh, yeah. perspective even mm-hmm. more so. Um, but uh, Chiefs are the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So I mean, we saw those three teams. And again, we can just say this now: the, the Bengals are a better team than the Bills. Like they, they yeah, have you, better roster. Well, all that kind of they, stuff. Well, let's get let's get right to done, it. They've earned because, that yeah, because genuinely, least. our first question today has to do with the health of these two teams, which is identifying weaknesses on the roster. Yeah. Who's gonna be healthier come Sunday? The Chiefs or the Bengals? As of today, again, Mahomes did practice. Said he felt better than he expected to. And also wasn't limping. There's was no physical. There's no physical. I mean, when the cameras were there, we know how that that's works. Fair, they only fair. get 20 minutes or whatever of each practice. Uh, that's usually fair. that's how that goes. Yeah. But uh, and but the Bengals are two linemen out. 
you got to imagine that Mahomes is not going to make it through this game pain-free. Uh, I mean, I mean he's going to limp it. at he's some point. It. it depends what they give him. How much cortisone and vitamin, uh, vitamin T are they giving him? Um, but, uh, but who do you think is going to be healthier for this game? I think the Bengals, just because if Patrick Mahomes is 80%, like Patrick Mahomes means so much to this team. It's basically that what I was 80%, thinking about the Eagles last okay. week. That like 80% <laughs> yeah. of Patrick Mahomes, like, like a 20% loss for him is way bigger than the linemen they may lose, yeah. to, in my opinion. That would be my Bengals. exact argument for yeah. that. I See, and I take a slightly different view just because Kappa is such a big deal to no, the no, interior no, I, that I, line. I know that. But, yeah. but these guys were able... These, yeah. The Bengals are able to do what they did to Bills, which, I mean, I would say that... Hey, but Chad Henney, guys. Chad Henney came in and 98 had, yarded that in the second quarter. Yeah, he had a QBR of 3.5. Well, he had 23 passing yards or something like that. Yeah. It, it was an incredible <laughs> drive. But, okay. but no, so that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like that, that 20% <laughs> let you get of Patrick Holmes to me is weighted more than maybe potentially ha- missing one lineman if the other guy nice plays. Yeah. It's more no, valuable. It's, it's a good hour. It's a good argument, and, and yeah, I I think that I think the Bengals are definitely gonna be down more people. I'm gonna sure. say that. I, I think it's pretty obvious. Kappa's not gonna play. Yeah. I mean, a DNP today for an AFC Championship game, even if though it's the late one, if he doesn't get an LP tomorrow, uh, he's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's just nothing. So, um, but which they, they may just they're probably gonna keep him at LP just so they can potentially use him. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, Kappa's got nothing to prove. He knows what they're doing, yada, yada, yada. I mean, the dude's a vested veteran. Um, and, and a big part of the reason, by the way, that Tampa Bay won that Super Bowl. Um, you know, but uh, I I think that I just think it's a bigger deal if the Bengals aren't, don't don't have those linemen, uh, in my my opinion. But I think overall, Mahomes, is, there's it's six to eight weeks. That is a that's a high ankle sprain. Six to eight weeks you're supposed to miss. So uh, totally agree with the eighty percent thing. That's great and a really good perspective. I don't know how he's even operating at eighty percent. I don't even know how he could do it. Elijah Mitchell just missed seven plus weeks for the Niners. They just activated him at the end of the regular season. He was out for seven and a half weeks. I mean, I understand it's a running back versus a quarterback situation. Yeah, different workload. Um, and if, but if Mahomes can't come out at let's just say even seventy percent of what he is. Dear Lord, no, what a freaking I, warrior. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's playing. And we know that. 70% but, Patrick Mahomes is still head and shoulders better than most quarterbacks in this league. But I don't think 70% Patrick Mahomes is, not, is better than, no, than no, Joe no, Burrow. I said, yeah. I said most. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I think Joe Burrow there's three is superstars probably the second quarterback. best quarterback in football. And depending right on how this week, depending on how this weekend ends, could be one. Yeah, and they would have earned it, too, because they would have beaten the Chiefs several Twice, times. Several times. Yeah. Literally, God, my regular season. If hey, Joe people, Burrow, you're making good arguments over here. If Joe here, Burrow okay? wins this week, he is the best quarterback in the league. And there is currently, currently, if he if he wins, if he beats Patrick Holmes for a second time to go to the Super Bowl, he's the best quarterback in the league. Oh, let's go. Let's hot take that one. We I, aren't big on that, but take. let's do it. That's I mean, not a hot like, take. No, that is a hot, that's absolutely a hot it's take. It's like the same no. thing with Aaron Rodgers, where it's like, yeah, regular season, like this guy is clearly the most talented football player, but this Brady guy. Who's like getting older and not putting up like super flashy stats at this point in New England is still like the best quarterback in football. That's kind of what this whole thing is. Like Burrow's more the Brady comp, and then Mahomes is more like Aaron Rodgers. Here's what I genuinely I mean, Burrow does have still, to win one first. He yeah, has to win but, it first before. And, and I okay, still think okay, Patrick Mahomes okay. is like the best quarterback right now. But I, I genuinely believe that the that that the coaching of this game 
is going to matter. Oh, so probably much. probably more than these injuries. If we're being honest, yes. So yeah, uh, but you know, again, Zach Taylor has did had it the number. I and know did it and did it He's against a team that's easily less talented. Like so Coach Reed has the pedigree, though. Also, yeah. Absolutely. But, he had, but, but he had the pedigree last year. Well, let, let's go back to the linchpin of uh, of the Chiefs offense. Do the Bengals have the capability of stopping Travis Kelsey? Or is that even the goal? It's minimizing. It's not stopping. Um, yeah, I, I think you obviously try to make the other guys beat you because, I mean, uh, Pacheco had a good week last week running the ball, but receivers outside of Travis Kelsey didn't really do anything they came up once or twice here and there so if you can mitigate kelsey that's what you go for obviously you know the the memes of eli apple in particular can just kind of go on forever so that should that I, needs to I, I don't trash. think that oh there's gosh. a whole lot that that secondary there, is going to be able to do in regards to just totally xing out kelsey which if they did i think they would absolutely win this game um but i they can do their best. They're going to have to limit him to like a eight, like an eight or nine catch game, 90 yards for it to like be a thing. And I they think, can still win if he goes off, but yeah. like that's the goal. If you're trying to, I, I, so, I think the, the goal has to be to keep him out of the end zone. So I'm going to say yeah. this, like that's, that's the limiting that they, yeah. they need. If to you're making buck, they're different field players, goals, but then don't break. He's chewing you up. Then that's fine. They are different players. They are Stefan Diggs and Travis Kelsey. I'm, I'm going to do this for a second. They, they play different positions. They play different positions. They, one of them lives on the East coast. Okay. But their stats are almost identical. In what regard? Catches, like their whole career? Catches, catches yards and touchdowns this, this past season, what they did. What did the Bengals do to Stephon Diggs? Four catches for 35 yards. Okay, now it's a snow game. Snow game. I know. And it's I'm not even game. saying... I'm like, I'm like, I would take Travis Kelsey. Oh, crap. Hey, better we, we live on the West Coast. Have we even looked up the weather for these games? No. No, where we okay. where we play? But, but, but all I'm saying, I, I know Kansas the Midwest City. has been brutal so, this so week. So all I'm saying, like like Travis Kelsey had one more touchdown and two more receiving yards, but Diggs had like a hundred more yards than him. But like their their stat lines are almost the same, and they were able to pretty much take Stephon Diggs out of this game. Now a lot of that was more taking out, you know, um, uh, Josh Allen because Josh Allen didn't have a great game. Mm-hmm. But that being said, they have been able to take out a, a top threat. On a team, this defense has a defense has like that secondary is not that great. It's better than last year, um, but I'm just saying we saw them take out a top threat. It was a snow game. I understand yeah. that. I mean, they if they can get home, it's, but also, the, it, but even though it was a snow game, they they were behind, so they couldn't run. The, so like they were throwing most of the game, and they were able to. Yeah, temperatures for this game will begin at or just below 20 degrees. Epic. And it Which is does expected matter to be down to fifteen. Frame, by the way, yes, it does. It's gonna it's gonna be down to fifteen by the end of the game. Yeah, and I will say, like the uh, the Bengals' pass rush is a little underrated at this point. And if they can get after um, Josh Allen in a snow game, they can get after a slightly hobbled Patrick Mahomes. Which obviously we know the magic of Mahomes, and especially with Kelsey, is the backyard football kind of stuff. Absolutely. And if he can't do what he usually does, the run around shake, do his thing. Throw reverse, that, reverse that elbow down. Yeah, yep. like if you, especially on his right foot, uh, if you, as a right-handed person, if you lose some of that, like that yeah. can be enough. He's not going to have the push so, off. That's I what mean, I'm concerned about. We do know no he has the ball. arm talent, which is nice. Like if he wasn't necessarily, like, like if he was Joe Burrow, who doesn't have the craziest arm, but that's not his strong suit anyways. Mm-hmm. If it was like Burrow and his plant foot is toast, and it's like, okay, that might be a little bit different than like an Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type. Uh, where they're like, okay, his plant foot is toast, but like 
we know he can pretty much make up for that with his arm alone. Um, that that does make me a little cautious about picking the Chiefs this week, which we'll sure. get into our official picks. But it it's a lot closer. It was already going to be a great game, but now it's like okay, the you know tides have turned a little bit with the Mahomes injury. the The path to victory for this game when it comes to the Bengals, I don't believe is necessarily so much. Uh, we already touched on it a little bit uh, in Joe Burrow's hands as much as it is, again, I'll revisit, in Joe Mixon's hands. Can Joe Mixon do enough? From your perspective, can Joe Mixon do enough to win this game for the Bengals? Yes. Can he do it? Yes, because I think the Bills' defense is better than the Chiefs' defense. I'm having a hard time arguing with that. I think that, I, I mean... The Chiefs' defense isn't as bad as people like want to say it has. Like it's better than it has well, been but, years but past. Isn't it, but the Chiefs' defense front seven is not the issue. It's the back half. Because they see it's sure, young back sure, there. But, it's but, young. But, but, uh, yeah. Although McDuffie, by the way, had that real nice pick last week. Just yeah, he did. Out there. Rookie. Yep. Real, so that was. But but they are young. They were. They're mm-hmm. really young. Yeah. I mean, they they were sure, really I mean, completely yeah, I mean, yeah, reformed the, the, that the, secondary. The, the the Chiefs got they got Chris Jones. They got Frank Clark. Yeah. I mean, up up front, they have done well against the run. That's their mm-hmm. that's their strong suit. But so overall, can though, Joe Mixon get past Jones in particular? Yes, and get the yards that I he needs he to get. Chris Jones isn't known for his speed, but he is having like the best season of his career potentially. But that dude fills gaps. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Lawrence is the only DT I would have considered taking over him. I mean, the, that guy. Oh my gosh, the Giants yeah. got sticking lucky with that dude. Yeah, they did. Uh, that was. Impressive that game against the Vikings. I, don't, yeah. I know we talked about it a bunch, but all I'm saying, this okay. Bills match up so you, really well over the Chiefs. I'm, I mean, Bills, Bengals match up really well over the Chiefs. I like this team as a whole better. Like, okay, I mean, it's big statements. We're gonna get to our predictions I know it is. I know it for is. the score. Yeah. I'll see if you stick with it when it comes to the, who you think is gonna actually win this game. Right now, the Chiefs are only minus one favorites. Oh wow, that line keeps moving. Mm-hmm. Jameson, you think he can do it? You're on the you're on the Joe Mixon can do this train. Like even with the offensive line where it is, maybe two starters out, you're you're like I feel like he can against this team. Is that what you're saying? I saw you nodding the head. I feel like he can. If he will, I don't know. That's another kind of question mark for this team. Jameson, I don't know if you know what we do here. We make predictions. I'm making the predictions that <laughs> the Chiefs are going to win. Okay. And wait you on your score. But I, yeah, because I mean, it's a real question. Mixon, I, and I believe, then I asked the question because I believe this. If Mixon hits the 100 yard marker a second time in these playoffs, they win this game. If he doesn't, that means that Frank Clark and Jones himself have teed off and Burrow's sitting on his butt and they're, and having to make long throws and do all this extra. And I don't think the Bengals. Era, uh, can win the game if Joe Burrow's getting that much pressure. Uh, you got to take it, can it off. Do it. I understand but what it's he did also last not year. A sustainable way of winning, but it's not sustainable. And and That's I why think they lost the, in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, it is. No, I, I I know it is. He's shown that he can win playoff games. Not getting sacked nine times. I understand. But if you if you look at their success rate all season long, uh, when Joe Mixon is running on his yards per carry or over, I think it's four, three or whatever uh, for that game. I, I think they only lost one game all year. So that to me is, is the linchpin here. Like they got four losses when, when the dude was down, 
So, and I understand how that works, everybody. You don't need to explain it to me. Um, you know, if a team's losing, they throw the ball more, blah, blah, blah. I freaking understand. We're talking yards per carry. 4.3, he's got to be above that. This last week, he was at 5.25. Um, and that's that's what got them that win. In successive games, uh, you know, these guys have been hitting 24 to 27 points consistently. Uh, all year long, but it's usually when this dude is at that 4.3 plus marker where they're able to do that and hit that point spread or hit that amount of points for this offense. I think that that's a huge key. Um, and if I'm guessing right now, my answer is no because of the Chiefs front seven. I don't think he can do it, and I think that may end up being the factor. That's just me. Last one though, with a with slightly in, on this game with a slightly injured Mahomes. And Joe Burrow just being Joe Burrow. At the end of the day, when all said and done Sunday night, which quarterback do you guys think has the better day? Because I think if it was straight up and Mahomes was whole, we would just say Mahomes. I, I, there are a couple of ways to view this, so I'm going to view it from the non-stat perspective because I think we could look at their stats and say, oh, Mahomes threw for more yards or whatever, but then we might watch the game and be like, yeah, but Joe Burrow played a better game. I think it's more likely that it's the latter there. What's like, yeah, he only threw for like 235 yards and completed like, you know, 23 of his like 32 passes or whatever, which is great. But it's not like super explosive 300 yard game going off. But I just think like the decisions that he makes with the football, um, he's just been like super sharp right now. And also, again, if they do win, it's probably going to be because Mixon's running, which is going to take away a little bit of probably what he would be doing. Okay. If they're going to be in a shootout all day, like I'll still take Patrick Mahomes just because un- until proven otherwise, That's even fair. though they shootout, beat each other yeah. last year, like yeah. I, they still, it, the AFC goes through the Chiefs for now. Yeah. Still, they've posted what, like their fifth straight AFC title game? Something like Something that. Like that. Or Every, been in. Been yeah. In. Ever yeah. since that they've basically, Pat's been a starter. It's like, okay, everything's going through. Kansas City. That's fair. So I mean, they've been dominant. It, it's one of those things where, even though the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year, I, I'm still going to give the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt there, kind of like I did with with Brady. I was like, uh, they haven't been great, but like, you yeah. know, until I can't bet. To pick against yeah. Them. So, yeah. um, but I would say I would bank on Burrow just having the better game, but that the Chiefs still win would be okay. my take there. See, mine's mine's the exact opposite. You think Mahomes going to have a better game, but the yeah, like, like like stat wise, like, okay. like like Mahomes may have like four touchdowns, three hundred plus yards. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Yes, have that's like, that's why I think Mahomes will probably have a better game because that's yeah. how they're going to win. And I, I I think Joe Burrow is going to be like you know two seventy and like two touchdowns, but Joe Mixon Joe Mixon got two himself. And and I totally get how you guys get there, hundred percent. I just think after watching Mahomes slow down and post that injury in that game. I mean, the offense did not move the way the offense normally moves. He had a good drive in the fourth quarter, don't get me wrong. You know, it got, his, it got that uh, that touchdown pass, Valdez-Scantling. Um, but I think I think Joe just has all these stinking weapons. And yes, it's going weapons. to be cold, but it is going... It's going to be crisp cold. It's not going to be snowing. It's not going to be windy. Not overly so. It's always a little bit windy in Kansas City. But... Um, I think Joe's going to get stats. I wouldn't be surprised if he's 21 points. And I just said, I don't think Mixon's going to get what he needs. Um, So I think the onus is going to be more so on Burrow to get it done. And so I think the numbers will fall in Burrow's favor. But I, I, and we'll get to our our picks on the win here. But I think it'll be, you know, I think he's probably going to get three. I like him around 270. But that's that's about where I'm at. So those will be the numbers. I wanted to make sure I said the numbers. 
because I feel like sometimes that stuff just sits in my head and I think I say it out loud and then I don't. And I'm like, oh, I was thinking that. And you're like, oh, were you? Were you? Or did you just make that up? So I didn't make it up. Three touchdowns, 270. Uh, I'll even call it out. Uh, I think he goes 25 for 36, 37, something like that. Um, so moving on to the other game, uh, and then we'll, well, actually, let's just go ahead and do a prediction on this one. Let's just do that right now. Okay. Um, and I was just wrapping up. You guys think about it real fast. I I am 20, I'm 27, 24 oh, Chiefs. We're very close. I am 27, 24 Chiefs. 34, 28 Bengals. I'm riding with Bengals. I, I was going to say 28, 24 Chiefs. 28, 24. You can yeah. have it. You can have yeah. it. That's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with my Bengals pick. Okay. 27.1. Ooh. <laughs> and, and one penny. 27.5. 27 uh, and one penny. <laughs> Yeah, what, uh, okay, do you guys through. know what the over yeah. under is? Have you seen uh, seen the total points? I'm, not. I'm curious. Uh, actually, Grant, can you grab that one? I have not. Now, just. I to be honest, again, I would not be surprised at all if the Bengals win because I going into this, I was still riding with the Chiefs. I was going to say Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. Um, that was obviously before the Mahomes thing. So this is totally Stupid another bills. version yeah. of that uh, that. Jalen Hurts thing where it's like, okay, we have an injured quarterback. I need to see the injured quarterback play to know how well they're going to do, but we just have to wait till they play each other. So we're kind of post there. But Bengals versus Chiefs money line. Uh, Bengals plus 100, Chiefs minus 120. Here's all the. Yeah, this was as of 13 hours ago on CBS NFL. Okay. So it's got all there. This is interesting. Hmm. So over under is 47. I feel pretty good about that. So I'd be at 51. So, yeah, with my with yeah. my total, you're at 52 with yours. I'm over 50. You're over 50. So, I mean, yeah, like, I, I don't feel bad about that. Um, Somebody's going to get a touchdown that they don't expect. Why do we care about that? Because people, if you haven't noticed, the stinking Vegas is absolutely accurate. Like yep. with their total points in almost they do a all really good games. How do they do it? Your like, you're within six to seven. I don't understand. They're professionals at taking your money. That's what they Roger do. They're, they're Goodell tells them nerds. how many points that he's going to allow the teams to score. That's yeah. probably what because the NFL is scripted. Remember, stinking zebras. Um, no, it, uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. Anytime I'm within six points, you know, I'm I feel okay. Uh, four or five, I'm a lot more comfortable when I'm on over under. So I'm I'm probably pretty close. Um, but let's move on to the 49ers uh, versus the Eagles. Uh, first question, we've got a brand new, a uh, first timer, if you will, in Sirianni taking oh. his team to the NFC Championship. Uh, you have Shanahan, who has now been here four times, once as an OC, three times now as a head coach. Does Shanahan's experience uh, in this type of scenario, does that going to make a big difference this weekend? Um... I think it will make a big difference in the sense that he will be like way up here just from experience, but then Brock Purdy's floor gets raised because of that and is still underneath Jalen Hurts's floor. But with the coaching on that side of things, not having the experience, it's basically like it elevates have, his rookie quarterback. Yeah, You have the coach way up here for the he Niners, can, the quarterback down here for the Niners, but then you have the coach and the quarterback for the Eagles kind of in the middle. So it's like, does the peaks of Shanahan raise the floor of Brock Purdy enough, which I think it might. And I think we've had enough evidence of that, even in our smallish sample size of this season. 
So it, it really makes it a very interesting matchup, especially considering the kinds of football that they play. So it does. And, and I, that's a good perspective. You're, and, and I'll, I guess I'll encapsulate that and say, you're saying that his, that he brings that floor up for Purdy. Yeah. It absolutely does. And yeah. that evens this game out even more I think so. This whole yeah. roster brings the floor up for Purdy. <laughs> I, I, like, like, honestly, if we look that's at how they true. play, that's very I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to change the question a little bit. I okay. think it matters more to the, pl- the players that are playing this game. Than, than the coach for the experience. Okay. The experience level of the team. Yes. In and of itself. Yes. Because I think that like, they're the ones that have to execute. Yep. They're the ones who have to make the plays on the field. Shanahan tells them what to do and says, Hey, make this like uh, on offense. Yeah. He's the one that says, Hey, you know, we're going to run this route. We're going to do this. You know, we're going to option this, you know, we're going to change this, you know, whatever. It's the players that have to make it. They're the ones that have to execute. Right. And so to me, I think it's the experience of the players that matters more than the experience of the coach. Well, and I would to tag onto that too. Um, you know, as a player, you know, regardless of experience level, you know, are you putting more faith, you know, when it comes down to it in a first year head coach whose first time is, you know, making a playoff run or you're the Niners, you've been here before with a coach who's been you here, here before. last year. Yeah. And you have, you know, Shane hand in your ear telling you, here's what we're going to do. That also brings up the confidence of the players yeah. in those moments. So it, they kind of work together. Yeah, I, 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 do, I do think they're one and two, but I've always thought that experience, like playoff experience, I've always thought that it has more weight for the players than it does the coach because the, the coach doesn't make the catch. The coach doesn't make the throw. The coach doesn't right. you know, make the play. It's the players that have to do it. They're the ones, in my opinion, I, I've never been a coach, so I don't know the pressure that they feel, but to me, I'm like, it's people on the field that get clowned if, if, if you don't make the play. Yep. Like, I mean, what was that guy, the, the, the Niners in the NFC Championship, who didn't make the interception? Jaquaski Tart. Yep. Who is currently unemployed. I was employed by the Eagles. I, yeah, but, but like, I remember but like, his name well. But like, <laughs> but I mean, like, that had nothing to do with Shanahan right. or, or your, or your uh, defensive coordinator. That had everything to do with him, and he did not make that play. Yeah. I think the coaching difference more kind of plays in when you have a drastically, like, mismatched coaching yeah. Scenario. But like with Sirianni, like close. he's in coach these of the year conversations. Really, yeah. These teams are so close. They're really close. I wanna I wanna highlight what Grant just said. I, I saw this today, and as soon as you said I pu- pulled my phone up and started looking for it. Uh from an experience standpoint, seventeen of the twenty-three starters for the 49ers have played in an NFC or AFC championship game. Only six big. of the twenty-three starters for the Eagles can say that. That I mean, that's a very I mean, valid point. That stuff like people who are still on the team for that that Super Bowl run, like Brandon Graham, right? Like things like that. Yeah, there, there, there's a few of them there. I mean, that no, and and, and uh, that's an excellent point. And it experience is important. And and I and I it's honestly, not, I think it's not every. It's not all. Like I mean, if someone's just elite, they're elite. I mean, no we, matter yeah, what it is. we we say this about basketball teams usually, but like they don't know what they don't know, and that's sometimes really helpful in basketball because you're just in there balling, you're mm-hmm. not paying attention to anything else, you just go like what what oh Put the, the ball score. in the hoop yeah like like you're not staring at the clock and thinking possessions and and how much time do I need to take off this clock so they don't get the you know they don't get the plus one here like the, there's there's little things that you you think trying about trying to get them to burn event. a timeout so they yeah. have less later in the game like, absolutely I mean it's more of the the chess or, that is you know football yeah like in and uh, I remember Shaq saying he goes I never thought about once how many fouls a guy had all I thought was get the ball in the hoop. Like that's, that's, that's all that's, I ever thought that about. That is basketball. Like, and yeah, there's no disrespect. Basketball, it's a great sport. And in football, there's so many different dimensions. 
you know, that I don't know that the you don't know what you don't know exactly applies because you need to know. Like, you do. I mean, that's I, the that Belichick is a good point thing. on experience. That's why he destroyed the Rams in the Super Bowl. Mm. Yep. Is because Belichick was like, okay, I know exactly what they're going to do. Right. We're going to go out and do this, and to they're me, not going to be able to that do game, anything about it. That game was, to me, that was definitely the coach. Like, like you know, they make fun of like videos like Coach Diff. Like, that was, yeah, like, yeah. like, like, Bill Belichick Diff, Sean McVay in that Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. And he even admits I that. I mean, you know, admits that. if we had Cooper Cup, who tore his ACL that year, we would have won the Super Bowl. I'm going to stand on that hill. But <laughs> you won which, one last year. You can let that one I, go. No, I, let it go. No, I'm just saying it has let to be on the record. Go. Stop. Let it go. Stop. Stop. I'm done. I'm done. Um, <laughs> I will hey, walk well, out. That's fair. Only one of us has kids. I mean, it's a thing in my life. Uh, from your perspective, which defensive line is more critical in this game? Which defensive line needs to have a better day? Let's put it that way. Um, I'm going to say that if you phrase it that way, the Niners defensive line play is more critical just because of how the Eagles can just pour on the running game like that. Not that the Niners don't run because obviously sure. they do, but like when you look at the, again, that box score, they score what 38 last week, but three of those touchdowns were rushing touchdowns. And we know that, you know, Jalen hurts is still a, a weapon back there, obviously more so than Brock Purdy would be for the Niners. Right. I mean, um, and his injury was shoulder. So his legs are still fresh. Yeah. Uh, even though he likes to lower the shoulder, he's a physical runner. Yeah. Um, Still, like when when you watch Eagles tape, the best Eagles tape other than just throwing bombs to AJ Brown is you got Kelsey and he's like leading the charge and you've got whoever, you know, running behind them and they just have a wall of green people blocking you. Um, so I would say for the Niners, if they can control that, that's gonna be a bigger thing for them than it is gonna be for the uh for the Eagles to control. Because I think if the Eagles control that um kind of that front there the Niners have other options to be like, okay, we're going to swing out McCaffrey. We're going to do stuff out here. Right. We're going to, you know, obviously the connection between Kittle um, and Purdy has been great so far as well. Ayuk's been playing really well. I think you just have more levels that you can play on if you're the Niners. Mm-hmm. And I also trust Shanahan to make the adjustment more. If they're like, okay, we can't win up front for whatever reason. You have so we're you have go similar back. perspective, Grant. I don't know. I don't know how I can answer this question because I was like, first I was like, well, I feel like the Eagles D line has kind of been like the the trenches for the Eagles has been like their identity. Mm-hmm. And so part of me is like, well, then I feel like they, they have to because that that D-line, that O-line, I mean, we're, we're supposed to talking D-line, yeah. but like that, that D-line, but like, I'm going to say Niners because if you can mess up that O-line, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. I, like if, if Hurts has that, to sit back there and throw the ball, you're going to win. Yeah, and 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 that's and that's to my me, perspective to me, because, as because well. I personally think this Eagles O line is better, just overall as a unit. I think it's better than the Niners O line. Oh, it is, yeah. And so, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, if you I'm can not mess with that, that if you can mess with that, that's huge. Yeah, the the biggest matchup uh, this weekend for me by far um, is Armstead versus Kelsey, because mm-hmm. Armstead's going to play those gaps yeah. both right and left side over each of his and shoulders. I, think I saw that Kelsey hasn't gave up a sack this year. No, he has not. Uh, he's insane. not giving up a yeah, sack. He's a monster. That's insane. Uh, yeah, you want to how long it's been since Lane Johnson gave one up? <laughs> just been, as long. Just it's been a minute. I mean that that's why, he's, like I'm saying, he has given up two in the last. When two you've years. got your design runs going and you've got Kelsey yeah. on the move but, after he snapped the ball, like that's right. horrifying. But I, but here's what I want to highlight though: the uh, sacks given up, however, by these two teams, the Eagles close? have actually given up 44. The Niners have only given up 30. Uh, and and uh, I, uh, I, I, are you, are you bringing in the you bringing in the Brock Purdy uh, no, 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 the no. equation? 
Well, no, I'm bringing in that for 10 years, I watched the mobile quarterback. Mm. That's on the quarterback. There, that, there are definitely that, some that, that, that are. That spread, that, yeah. 14, that 14 sack spread, yeah. that's on Hurts. But even if, even if you equate it like that, even if that, let, let's say... And quarterback rushes 14, behind the line of scrimmage are going to be a, a sack instead yeah, of a sure. tackle for loss. But let's say 14 of those are on those scenarios. That makes Most this very are. even. Mm-hmm. Where you can get the Eagles is at the guard positions. That's the spot you can get them. The, the Niners do something that no other team does and that is take their defensive ends regularly and put them in the middle. Always. I mean, you look at look at how they did it last week. Omanihu, Ebicom, uh, Armstead got the best rush by far because they were so fixated on Bosa on the outside, who was eating, by the way, and just couldn't get close because of uh, how those uh, the line was slanting at him most of the time. And I get it. You're, you're trying to take away the best weapon. But, um, but that's what the Niners do well. So I think that... That's something they have to do, and they have to do it really, really well. I do believe it is more important that the Niners' de- defensive line plays incredible in this game uh, than it is that the Eagles de- uh, does. I think that uh, that that defensive line is absolutely key for what the Niners do overall. Yeah. They set that tone and allow Warner and Greenlaw to roam free, and and that's how that works for this team. And I mean, it could be a game where both defensive lines are just crushing each other. And it's, oh, it I, certainly I think, could. I think that so, is the most likely so, scenario. But if one yeah. of them both. were to, and it would be more valuable for one of those teams to be able to do it, I think it would be more valuable for the Niners to be able to do that to the mm-hmm. Eagles than vice versa. On this same front, the Eagles' defense ranks 22nd in run DVOA, 22nd in the league. So if you're going to beat them, you run the ball. Are they going to be able to make the adjustments against this 49er team and their line uh, which is a which is a top five uh, run line in the league, uh, and be able to stop that uh, and force force issue for the 49ers offense. But I don't know if you can do that technically. I mean, the Cowboys did it to an extent. So yeah, like uh, you know, Debo and McCaffrey. It's not like they had great outings no. against the Cowboys, and I mean, they still found a way to win the game. So yep. you know, I, I think even if there is you know not much of a running game up front for the Niners, again, I just think they. The creativity, the skill that they have at all different levels offensively, um, as long as Brock Purdy doesn't crumble, they should have ways out of it. One thing I think is really interesting is if when you when you watch 49ers play is that Brock Purdy doesn't throw the ball outside a ton. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. Dude loves the middle. And the that, Eagles that seem to Kittle is just like money every time. That, uh, can we can we just say really quick? First of all, um, that was an illegal formation. Yes. And I'm going to own that all day. Absolutely. Uh, secondly, uh, that was one of the most awesome catches. <laughs> like, yes. dude, off the hands, off the, off helmet, the helmet, dive forward, off the hand, into the other hand, nothing but net. I mean, that was hilarious. Yeah. I was I was laughing yes, out loud. yes, Cowboys fans deserve to be pissed about that. Yeah, you can be mad about that. Uh, as a 49er fan, though, I am mad every single week watching Bosa get held play after play after stinking play, and they called it one time on Sunday. It was awesome. In the first quarter, I was like, yay, they're going to do it. And then they didn't do it again. Um, I'm going to change my... I'm actually just going to read something to you because I feel like we've covered quarterback stuff quite a bit here. Um, But I did want to give you guys this. Last seven starts. uh, Tell me which one is Jalen Hurts. After I read you these... the the, One of these... uh, I've got Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. Tell me if you think it's Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy. Let's do it that way. Uh, no more is me, Brock Purdy. That's I, I, last I'm seven sure. starts, uh, seven and zero. Oh. Wait, wait, you're saying starts, starts, not games. Starts. Okay, 
seven and zero, two hundred thirty four pass yards per game, sixty four point eight completion percentage. Uh, pass touchdown or uh, total touchdowns is seventeen. Passer rating is ninety six point eight. Is that Jalen Hurts or is it Brock Purdy? Well, I think that's Jalen Hurts because the total touchdowns. I think it's Brock Purdy because Jalen Hurts has lost. He's lost like seven and zero. That that's only Brock Purdy. They are both seven and zero in their last seven ah. starts. And the seven starts. Garden Minshew lost. Oh, he lost those yeah. games. Okay, and he lost those games. Uh, Brock Purdy is two hundred thirty four point nine yards per game. That's how close they are. Uh, his completion percentage a little bit higher, sixty six point seven. I didn't want to give you pass touchdown interception because I realized I would give it away perfectly. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts is ten and three. Uh, Brock Purdy is fourteen and two. And then Brock Purdy is uh, his uh, passer rating is one sixteen, and his pass uh, or total touchdowns is sixteen. So he's he's just one off there. Um, but uh, I was looking at these stats and I went, "Holy cow!" Like you want to talk about two dudes that are right in it, right, re- like ready to go mm-hmm. and just on fire. I mean, those are fantastic numbers uh, for anybody. Um, I will just continue to be in awe of what the dude in red is doing. Uh, not to take anything away from Jalen, because if he didn't get hurt, he's the MVP. Um, yeah. I will, I'll say that out loud many times. Uh, he is the MVP of fourteen and three record with the with the percentage the uh, touchdown to interception percentage that he had as well as how he ran the ball all year long that was incredible that's so. that's debatable for me i think i think it's probably still mahomes because even if the uh, even if he didn't get hurt and even if he continued that trajectory they probably rest guys the last week anyways and that's like an extra week of mahomes putting up numbers which is essentially what he did cuz he just had an extra couple weeks to put up numbers but well, I mean, if he didn't, if he didn't get hurt and they did rest him, I will just throw it in there that um, I mean, he didn't have numbers the last week. Jalen didn't. Yeah. I mean, he, they did enough to win, and that was it. Right. Yeah. And, like, I, and what I'm saying is, I don't know if him even playing those games gives him like enough numbers, despite the record, to like outdo uh, I mean, Mahomes. He, he was averaging three touchdowns a game. You give him six more, you give him 500 yards, according to this, on the uh, in in the air. And you give him uh, what would have been probably about 125 yards on the ground and one and a half touchdowns, according to his average. I mean, dude was at if he was at 15, 16 touchdowns on the ground, he's over 20, whatever, uh, on in the air. Um, and he's approaching. Oh, he's was he approaching? I four mean, on the in the air. I mean, well? Mahomes had 5,200 passing yards yeah. and 41 touchdowns. Yes. So I still don't know if that's enough for me to be like, it's not my I, I like, I, I think what I've noticed though is when it comes to this award, your your previous season win-loss to this year's win-loss kind of sways a little bit. Like you can kind of get a little bit of extra boost and they clearly elevated quite a well, bit. Well, he should so, be like the most improved player if they have that award, which uh, they don't. But his numbers from last year to this year were pretty consistent. I'm just saying like, Elevate the win loss. He's playing better when it matters. That kind yeah. of thing. But um, anyway, what? So I want to play a little game before we end and uh, and and call it for. Wait, we're not oh, we didn't pick the. We, sorry, we didn't pick the winner and score. My bad. I apologize. We moved on from this one. Uh, Grant, you were so ready to do it. Oh. <sighs> to me, this I'm more torn because these teams complement each other so well. I mean, they, to me, they they do the same things essentially at the highest level. I'm going to take the Eagles 
27-24 just because I, I like the quarterback play better. Okay. Quarterback's about the only difference that I see at this team that's substantial enough. No disrespect to Brock Purdy. I think he's doing an incredible job. He's earned the spot to be their starter for at least next year and see if he can continue this awesomeness that he's on. But I just like Jalen Hurts better in this spot than I do Brock Purdy. That's all. Mm, I've been tossing and turning on this one for Dude, a minute. Same. I literally um, could say the exact. I could. I could flip this and go because my heart tells me one thing, which is I hate the 49ers. Yes. And then my brain is telling me, yeah, but the Niners look pretty freaking good right now. <laughs> so, um, so do the Eagles? I, like they look. I I know. I know. I I still and and, and they punched again, the Giants in the mouth. Maybe it's yeah, but that's also the Giants. Not and I mean you know I said that the Giants could have a chance to win that game and they deserve to win the the Vikings game, but also the Vikings were fraudulent. And so myself, as long as, as well as a lot of other people probably were a little overboard on the giants, but you know, whatever I, I think with how hot the Niners have been, it's going to be very hard for me to say it's not the Niners. I do think it might be a, a slightly low scoring affair and I could also be totally wrong, but I think like both of these defenses are legit. Both of the quarterbacks are still young enough and don't have the experience to where I could see them having some mistakes here and there. I do think Shanahan raises that floor enough. Um, You know, I'm thinking game wise, it's probably closer to what we saw last week with the Niners where, you know, I I think somebody gets a score. Yeah. So it's like a one score game kind of in the teens, but I'll say like 20, I'll say 23 to 17 Niners. And and that's kind of where I'm rolling. I would love to be wrong. Yeah, because I I would much rather the Niners don't win again because it's you yeah. know you know yeah divisional but, yeah it's divisional but I I do think that if we have a game that the Niners win it's probably more in that fashion again because they're going to want to run the ball defenses are both legit uh, they are explosive but you know you, you have two teams like that with fantastic defenses run to each other like we saw with the Cowboys last week I think that's probably closer to what you get say it one more time with the score twenty one seventeen twenty three seventeen twenty three seventeen so, uh, just looked up the weather report because I need to make sure. It's in Philly. This is this is in Philly. Which, by the uh, way, they are uh, Philly is favored by two and a half right now. Yeah, they are they are favored by two and a half. That line has been at one and a half, uh, one and a half and two and a half. You guys want to know what the points week? the points for that is though? What is what's the over forty six? Yeah, that sounds right. They're I going, mean, I, I think that's I think it's smart. Um. I mean, the Niners have exceeded it consistently um, this year, the mm-hmm. over-under on theirs. Um, and uh, But I say, I brought, brought bringing up the weather, the 49ers in the Bay Area, their average temperature at game time is, is uh, 51 degrees. Uh, that is very normal for them. Possible, you know, a spot of rain here and there. This Sunday uh, at 3 p.m. local time, it'll be about 48 degrees. Spot of rain possible here or there. Um, so it's not going to be anything the Niners are uncomfortable in. Brock Purdy's not going to be playing anything he hasn't been playing in. I like that scenario. Well, he went to school, what, Iowa? In Iowa, yeah. I mean, well, those are just passing storms, though. Yeah. I mean, it's like death and then it's fine. <laughs> like, having lived a couple of years in Missouri, I know how that goes. I like, and, and people are like, oh, the weather's a big deal. The weather's a flipping big deal. Ask Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I think there's just a, a little bit of comfort there. I love that they're not playing in 10 degree weather. Um, you know, the 49ers offense clearly struggles in that. See uh, evidence in the Green Bay game last yeah. year. Um, but uh, 
I I'm I'm gonna take my boys. Um, but yeah. I am you said it was 43? 46. 46. 46. I'm gonna take the under. Um, because I just think that this the the Philadelphia Philadelphia's defense is very good. Uh this is the number one and number two defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. I can't forget that. That secondary is very, very good. Um Brock has not faced anything like that. Uh although Again, he had a good game against a pretty good uh, secondary last week. I'm, I'm going to take 24-21. Uh, Niners get it. If the Eagles have the ball last, which I think could very well happen and all that, um, you may need to peel me off the floor. I'm going to lose my mind. As I'm going to be nervous wrecked this week. That's, that's how I think it, it ends uh, there. It's 23-17. Eagles have I'm, the ball. I've got to consider Maybe. Okay, you, got, you might have a thing. Okay, yeah. I, I, yeah, my team doesn't have a losing history when you're around, so I'm okay with that. It, it did until the last until last year. No, so it was this up. year. No, it was this year. Was it? Yeah, when, when I watched the Niners beat them in like week two, the Seahawks oh, okay. week two. Okay. Other than that, I have not seen a Seahawks. And you also lo- came and watched the the Niners beat the snot out of Arizona on Monday Night Football. Oh with yeah. Me. You, so you yeah maybe you're a good luck charm, Grant. Now, recent, recent. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't for a while. I wasn't we, for a while. We went down to my first football game, NFL game at least, in San <laughs> yeah. Francisco last year. Jameson, what are you doing on Sunday? <laughs> Niners got they they just waxed the Rams, but I mean, we we know what, what I mean, happened. I'll, hey, look, if my two good luck charms want to come over and watch the game, I'm I'm pretty okay with it. Wait, I will be wait, I will be just one? chilling with Max. So, what time yeah. is this one? Uh this is a noon start, but I'm going to be recording out of the gate. So, oh, okay. Yeah, because I I will be home in the same realm that you guys will be in terms of timing. So I'll be twenty four twenty one. Uh, you've heard all the predictions, but we've we've got one little thing to do. All right, okay. this is real fast. Let's let's make it quick. We'll make our answer short, so we we can call it a, a podcast here in a moment. If if the chief Chiefs win, who's the MVP of the game? Chris Jones. Uh, I'm going to say Kelsey because I think you would have like a two touchdown, like 140 yard game. Or something I'm going like to go for the CBS good story, Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. If the Bengals win, who's the MVP of the game? Joe Mixon. Joe Burrow. Dang it, I'm taking Mixon too. I think I, and, because and that's I the think, path to winning. That's the path yeah, to winning. The only that's reason why. I say that is because I think Joe Burrow is going to have a good game regardless. So the difference there is does Joe Mixon also have a good game? If the Eagles win, who's the MVP of that game? The O line. <laughs> I, I ironically like Miles Sanders. Okay, okay. I, I like AJ Brown actually. Okay, uh, O oh, line was more of a joke. Um, because if they're running on the Niners front, which I think again is like the Niners need to keep that in check, then Boston, just, I'm, Boston I'm Scott, say, Miles Sanders yeah. is gonna get shut down in the Boston <laughs> Scott game. I'm gonna say something random. Uh, I'm just gonna go Goddard. Just, just, or or it could be like a Devonte Smith like yeah just, game yeah just yeah like, he just he gets free on somebody focusing on everybody Slim else Batman. if Fonga falls down or something stupid yeah oh, dear lord you got wood in here let's real wood okay yeah. um you said it all right man. 49ers win who's the MVP Fred Warner yeah uh, I think it's a, a, a right big all purpose yards game for C, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Okay, like that, getting like 120 plus. Yeah, he's got some rushing. He's got some receiving. We touchdown or two. I think if the Niners win, there's only one reason they win this game. Kittle, Shanahan. Yeah. His name is Brock Purdy. Oh. oh yeah, and I'm all in. Let's go. If the, if the if the kid can do it, and and I have no reason to think he can't. The kid can do it. I mean, dude, 
If, honestly, and even if it's just 230 yards and two touchdowns, that's an MVP game. Well, the, the nice thing for him is, and you, you know, obviously read off Hertz's numbers in comparison to his, but it's like for a quarterback matchup, you got about as good of a quarterback matchup as you could expect coming out of the NFC for a guy like Brock Purdy, where it's like, you're not going against Mahomes. You don't have to go out there and throw 350 yards, four touchdowns. Like you just kind of have to play within yourself. And that's what Jalen Hurts is also going to yeah. do. And, but in, in, and to be fair about that argument and anybody that's discussing it, the 49ers are constructed so the Brock Purdy doesn't have to do certain things. Yep. And we, we talked all about kept that with saying, Dak last week. We, but we all kept saying that about Jimmy G the last several years. But, we, but they're but constructing then, a way that he doesn't have to but, do it. And he kept making mistakes. Yeah. But yeah, there would come a point where like now they need it, need him to, to make that throw. Brock yeah. Purdy has thrown one interception as a starting quarterback. That's huge. When was that? Was that, was that? was that the first? Was yeah. that the first start? Yeah. Uh, or was that the first game when he came in? No, that was that was no as a starter. As a he starter, threw one against okay. the Dolphins. He has three on the year. He threw one in in relief in that Arizona game that we watched on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. He threw one uh, against the Dolphins, which was basically a punt because uh, mm-hmm. he just chucked it up on the sideline to Ayuk and third down. And Xavier Howard jumped up in front of him and got it. And then he threw one uh, in the last few weeks um, off a tip, but. Yeah, I mean he's he's thrown three so, and and has not fumbled. Um, so again, you know, I don't know if you can hear me knocking on that, but I am. Uh, yeah, the dude just doesn't make mistakes. That's the thing. He doesn't screw that, it up. That's that's a part of this whole game. That's like that of his game that's blown my mind. Yeah, I'm it's like I'm crazy. like I'm like it, he's a rookie. Yeah, he, what, where's that dumb throw? The biggest mistake that he made was wait last week was waiting too long to throw the ball to Debo and almost and if costing that's the, him the mistake field you're goal. making as a rookie. Every court and, coach will take that. And every dub Shanahan lit him up for that. <laughs> but but yeah, that has been his biggest. That was his biggest mistake in that game. But, yeah. yeah, to um, me, I, that, like I keep waiting for like the 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 multi pick, like you know, a pick and a fumble. Like yeah. I'm like, it, okay. So uh, since it's I since mean, every the, game now he's played now is his biggest game. Like it's I mean. It's progressively getting bigger and bigger. And I'm just wondering, is the moment going to be too big or is it not? Like, that's just, it's a big question. There is no one not thinking that. Like, literally, literally everybody's thinking every that Niner right fan, now. Everyone is like, is it going to be Everyone that watches this game is going to think that the whole time. Absolutely. The whole stinking yeah. time. I, I want to say, though, and I think you guys understand this because your teams have been in this situation. And, and as fans, you can appreciate this. I am good. If we lose this game, I'm okay. I, I like going into this weekend. I'm I'm okay. Like I genuinely, we couldn't. I've already beat my two rivals. Okay, we beat, beat the Seahawks, Hawks and you beat the Cowboys. We beat the Cowboys. We lose the Eagles, which top to bottom is very comparable in terms of its roster quality with the 49ers. I think those are the two best rosters in the league. The Chiefs right behind that. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm okay if we lose this game. I don't want to get blown out. I want it to be competitive, but this might be the best football game that anybody gets to watch this year. Uh, you're certainly going to have the two best rosters yeah. uh, facing off. Well, the so. nice thing for, for you guys as well is the only, there's like a hint of like, we're not even really supposed to be here. Like, even though the Niners are built to contend when you lose, you're, you're starting supposed to, when, when you're you lose your third string quarterback, that's, you're not that's supposed exactly to be here. That's my argument. Like, but now I'm like, but Brock Birdie's shown up. Yeah. You have a, Trey Brock Lance, a, starter a Trey year, Lance so. season. You have a Jimmy G coming back. Now you bring in this Brock Purdy guy, Mr. Irrelevant. I don't like, even know who Trey Lance is. Be here right now. We should have, we should have <laughs> no like tailed off the end of the season and then lost in the wild card round, yep. maybe, and yep. blah blah blah. But we are here right now, and the Eagles look 
really, really good. So there's not really any shame in, in losing that game. Like if the Rams were to lose the Super Bowl last year, I would have been devastated because like, well, there's our Super you Bowl blew window. All that picks. Yeah, we, we invested and we didn't win. But for yeah. the Niners, it's like we invested and then, you know, things didn't really happen how we want to. But now we're still here yeah. and we didn't go all in necessarily and we're we're, we're not going to do this one next week i'll just say this and then we'll end but uh also executive of the year john lynch i know i understand that a certain man built a roster in philadelphia and i'm not taking that away from him but executive of the year he drafted brock purdy and with the last pick of the draft he traded for christian mccaffrey uh and then this niners lot, team didn't oh, yeah. lose after that i mean it's true you know, yeah. so Those are just executive facts. of the year. I and and that's a dude that came out of the booth to yeah. take this job Which and has done all, nothing but I mean, build. Come on, you were you were you thought that was a weird move. I thought it was a weird move, but to be honest with you, I was all in on it at the same time. I genuinely like Shanahan. I was very excited for that. We had not had a really good offensive coach in a minute and needed it like really bad. And yeah. I knew that that was the right move. I knew that was the way the NFL was trending and finally see your team averaging over 30 points a game, you know, since we picked up CMC and to have the best defense in the league, like this has been amazing. And I just think Lynch, uh, Lynch and Shanahan have been absolutely fantastic together, but Lynch absolutely deserves those kudos. You know, like you can't forget all the pieces this guy drafted. Yes, did he miss here and there? Sure. McGlink, by the way, doesn't ha- hasn't surrendered a sack since week nine. That dude's finally paying off in his fifth year with the team. Bosa is a draft pick. Yep. Warner is a draft pick. Greenlaw is a draft pick. I mean, like also Charvarius Ward is a top ten cover corner in the league, and they paid that man in the offseason. That's the that is your GM of the year, mm-hmm. like it, it is or executive of the year. I I absolutely super pumped about what he did, and uh, thank you for that, Mister Lynch, because uh, we wouldn't be here without you, sir. So anyway, uh, man, we're pumped for this weekend of football. Championship games are going to be off the hook. So. You've heard all the predictions. We're ready. I cannot wait for kickoff at about twelve thirty-five in my house when I get home. But I uh, can't wait for it on Sunday. I know it's going to be an electric day, and we get to watch the four best teams of football beat the living crud out of each other, and uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. So, you guys enjoy the weekend, and uh, man, we'll be here to celebrate it with you next week. Thanks. So I just yeah. choked on the end of the bro- podcast. Oh, getting We're going to cut it. Why don't we just cut it on week? He's, no, he's, no, no. he's getting pretty emotional because he knows the Niners are going <laughs> to He's choked. I was he, so he, he's actually doing a physical representation of what they're going to do. Oh, my gosh. I hate you. So I mean, much. I, I don't like the Niners, and I don't even know if it's going to be a choke job. I can talk trash now. I can talk track, trash and smack because you I got talk nothing. trash all the time. I do not talk trash. You don't talk it to me. Uh, you have a reputation, sir. I spent, Where? I spent some time Where? with some people yesterday. <laughs> His, okay. uh, a certain person th- first three letters B-R-O I was hanging out with that dude last night I don't talk trash to him oh he, he's got some things to say I okay. know he's gonna listen to this episode too okay. so Ooh. Uh, yeah. hit, hit my line my man I mean he, he's like he's like man he drops it at the wrong time sometimes like he was he was he was throwing some smoke and shade at you okay well so. hit, hit my line my man <laughs> <laughs> come on let's hear it All I actually right. wanna know cause I'm genuinely curious alright we'll see said. the realities go this football. weekend let's go football yes. absolutely